If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about PSVR games not being compatible with PlayStation VR 2. Has State of Play found its stride? And if God of War 2018 is still a masterpiece? We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Welcome to the show, everybody. That's Blessing. That's Janet. I'm Greg, and you can get this show on Patreon.com slash KindFunnyGames. There, you can watch us record it live, get it ad-free, and get the weekly post-show. If you have no bucks to toss our way, support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, or Grappleverse. That's right, Rumbleverse, with the creator code KindOfFunny. You can get PSI Love You XOXO for free with ads and without the post show on YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyGames, RoosterTeeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Fargo, Brady, Delaney, Twining, Holy Crumpets, James Hastings, Casey Andrew. Today, ladies and gentlemen. We are brought to you by Shopify and MeUndies. But let's start with a PSN message from you. Actually, it's from Janet. Hey, Janet. Hi. So, Janet, blessing. God of War 2018 has been all the rage around here. Mm-hmm. Everybody put off playing it. <laughs> we, we knew this episode was coming. The re-review. Everybody put off playing it. Everybody's been cramming it. And you guys were out there Twitch streaming it and doing all of that stuff. But with Kratos on the brain, Janet, you put up a question on Twitter. What was it? It was, uh, you know, in in the context of a lot of people when I was talking about the game, we're talking about like Joel versus Kratos as dads. So I'm like, you know what? Let's settle this. Who is the better dad, Joel versus Kratos? And of course, we had a couple of people stray in and be like, what about Raw? This is two toxic dads. That's what it, it is. I hate this it. is the versus vote. Cast your vote, you know, uh, and the results did kind of surprise me a little bit, especially out the gate. It was really heavily swayed towards Kratos immediately. And then I don't know if like Last of Us Twitter found it, like whatever side of Twitter that is, a little scary. I don't know. Uh, but then Joel kind of rallied a bit, but Kratos still took it in the end. It was 56 to 43, I think. So that's, yeah, not only uh, uh, a crazy tight race, incredibly close and yeah, surprising, I think there on the results because I thought for sure, as a man who would vote for Kratos, hands down every time with a bullet, this would be one I would lose. I was prepared mentally. For me to cast my vote for Kratos, throw it behind, and really just have him get trampled out there and not have a shot at it. So I'm glad that it turns out 56.4% of Janet's audience is smart, unlike the 43.6% represented by the one, the only, Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. the Future Classic Gaming, a.k.a. the OK Beast, blessing Eddie Oye Jr. I don't know how anyone can think that Kratos is a better father than Joel. I think that is, that's crazy talk. Like, that's wild to me. Is that, is it not? How is it not? Is it because 
he killed his daughter? Because a lot of people brought that up, and um, that was. But that wasn't like he killed her on purpose. He didn't kill her on purpose. Oh, I'm sorry. Like if Joel wasn't cursed by a god, like that wouldn't that couldn't happen to him. He was cursed by a god. The ones and twos is Barrett Courtney, and he went. What do you mean? What do you mean? He didn't kill him on purpose. He had a vision. He didn't know he was killing. That is true. He was manipulated by. Thank you. That's I rest your honor. No further questions. No, 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 no. But you're leaving out the rest of the context. We literally sold his soul to Ares to just win a battle and like was you know willing to give up everything for this god just to you know win over some barbarians Barry Courtney where is your humanity and your sympathy all right in 2018 no god of war Kratos <laughs> lays it out for Atreus right he was a Spartan they were born to be warriors they were trained from birth we oh, have he- to Ladies and gentlemen of the PlayStation jury, we have to have sympathy for Kratos. He didn't want necessarily nature versus nurture. That, no, if we're talking about nature, Ares might have been the one who, uh, you know, watered the crazy and uncontrollable plant that is Kratos. But Kratos was the one who planted the seed in the first place. You're talking about having, I mean, I think he made a mistake as a person he that a baby? had an impact on his fatherhood <laughs> and that he couldn't be a father anymore because he killed the kid that he was a father to at the time. But like. I don't know. It is weird. It's weird to have the stance of I don't think killing his daughter automatically makes him a bad dad. I, but it's in the context. It's in people but, but, say but, but, it like he con- was just for, it was just a Tuesday afternoon and he was like in a goofy mood, you know? Like this was for context. Well, let's, and it let's bring in context it. into it. Carries it so much, you know? Yeah. Let's bring in, let's bring in context into it because Greg is talking about having sympathy for Kratos, a man that was cursed by the gods. Can we talk about Joel, a man sure. that was cursed by the United States government? Like, let's, where's our sympathy for Joel? That man lost his daughter because the United yeah, States man, government decided to be Joel. That doesn't mean like he's a good dad. He's not a good dad. Yeah. What also, makes Kratos too, a good dad? Uh, the entirety most, of the game you just played, 2018 God of yeah, War, where he, he's grown. Most of that game, he's changes. a bad father. Most of he's game, a bad Joel, father through most of that game. Here's what's interesting, too, and I have a quick question, a quick clarifying Joel's question Joel's a bad weirdo Are dude hanging out with a girl by the end of that game. He's a sad man. He's a sad man. We're all of Joel, right? Like, Last of Us 1 and 2. Because that's the thing, too. We, you know, Kratos, this is, I feel like, out, if we're just comparing the first games, it's Kratos by, like, a lot. But I think if we compare both, no. that's where Joel's... I wouldn't say as an edge, but I think Joel shines as a father in two, even though ironically, even though it's not really irony, whatever, um, the best moment he has as a father, quote unquote, is in that kind of in between those games, right? And when she's younger and the museum museum. thing and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can we we acknowledge the fact that Ellie isn't his real daughter? Like Joel did not choose this life. Whereas so immediately he's disqualified is what you're saying. And I wouldn't no, say that. I'm, I believe I'm, in adoption. I'm, I'm like blessing everybody. You can put that on the record right the there. Blessing at AUA says No, but Joel didn't have the adoption. He just had this girl just given to him. But what, no, what I'm, what I'm, I'm not even saying he's disqualified. What I'm saying is that like, <laughs> it's understandable why Joel in the last, last one didn't really want to like be in that situation, mm-hmm. right? Like he was just giving this girl to deliver. He didn't ask to love this girl. He didn't ask to have this girl. Like, Ellie was just given to him. And guess what? Like, shortly into that game, I remember the, the ride out of Billstown where they're hanging out and, like, Ellie, they, they put in the the, 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 well, there's the portal mag, but there's the tape, right? And he's like, yeah. oh, man, that's a good one, right? And, like, listen to the music. And then, yeah, like, Ellie's reading the portal mag and kind of uh, joking around with Joel and all that stuff. Like, they had those, they had those moments of connection earlier, earlier on in the game where even, like, that was before Joel had to turn. I don't know what kind of, of dad like, just lets their kid read pornography in the back of the car. I know, car, what a great you know, friend just... it sounds well, like. Let me, sounds like let... he's a really great friend, maybe, it's... you know, a neighbor that you call uncle. It sounds like Joel respects Ellie as an equal, as opposed to Kratos. Oh, fuck you. He totally blows time. past Ellie's wishes and saves yeah. her and dooms humanity. Yeah. I, I think... Look at Kratos. Close. He wouldn't put his hand on his son's shoulder. 
He wouldn't let his son hold his mother. And he, he, he he, he, and when shoulder. he does at the end, when they've been on this incredible journey and they're close, they're you friends, know what, and he calls him son. Yeah, you know what Joel? The end you know what Joel did? The end of the incredible journey. You know what Kratos learns and teaches Atreus? We have to be good people. You know how fucking like the that's like square one. You think that's the like that being the end of their journey that he is like somehow like this better father? That should be step one. To be a good and father. By, listen, by, you know Barrett, did? listen Barrett, you grieve they? the way you want to grieve. He's going through something it's on this journey, all right? It's which of the two are the better dad. It's not like, do I like either of these dads? It's which dad is the better dad. I think Kratos has more... Obviously, it's, it's a little bit apples and oranges, because I do think God of War as a game is... Well, I feel like people would debate this. I think it's so much more about their relationship and also how they operate in context of the world around them and how their actions have consequences. Um, Last of Us, I feel like it's more of a big picture humanity thing that we see through the lens of one specific relationship to kind of like add a more specific humanization to this kind of barren wasteland, right? It's the last of us. This is like the last pieces of humanity versus, you know, God of War is just kind of a different angle on it. But I think there's more to take away and there's more moving moments that Kratos has with his son than Joel with Ellie. I think... Joel with Ellie, it's like it, it's a it's a complicated relationship, and I'm not saying that Kratos and his kids is a simplified one, but I feel like it doesn't take as much to get them on the same page, and they don't end in a place of beef. We still don't even know like where you know that relationship kind of ended before they were able to really resolve it between Joel and Ellie. So, for the record, I would I, say, and I, this is something I think that really stood after me in this re, the replay and the re review we're about to do of God of War 2018 is that I I would say that. Kratos and Atreus is a much more simplified uh, story of fa- family, right, than uh, Last of Us is, is. And I think that is the fact that Last of Us is, quote-unquote, so real in terms of what it's trying to do. And people are just people, and there is no good, good and their bad. Whereas I think playing through this time with God of War, it was very much like, oh, man, like, we're talking so much about Norse mythology, but this really plays and feels like a myth as well. Where and I mean, obviously, it's full spoilers, obviously, for the whole thing. But like the end and like you know who Faye was and that being a giant and backwards and Loki and all that jazz. But like just in general, the way themes and storylines are delivered, I think in God of War, it was like, oh, this is like I'm playing a myth rather than reading about it. I thought. Mm. I I want to I want to be clear because I feel like I've been really harsh on Kratos, which I think is fair. But I do think Kratos is the correct answer over Joel. I've never, I've never been so much in disagreement. And, and I with think the, the flannel death, uh, 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 kind of funny best friend in the chat, one of the trogs, says all of the Last of Us two is a consequence of the influence Joel had on Ellie. And I think Mob L also puts it well. Atreus is a better person because of their journey. Ellie was worse because of it. And I mean, really rounding out these really well thought out comments, really well rounding out these well thought out comments is Mr. Hawks one two one eight two who says in all caps, Kratos grows, Joel blows. Got him. These are all uh, okay. Why was Atreus troubled in the first place in God of War? Uh, he didn't know his information. Kratos was a terrible father. Yeah, like Kratos wouldn't treat Atreus. Was he terrible or was he distant? Nah, he was. He was bad. Distant is terrible. I think distant is bad. If you're a father. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, bless. I'm sorry. Everybody can't be like blessing Eddie Oyo Senior. All right, just be there. You know, day in, day out. All right. Listen, I I love my father. I would compare my father more to Kratos than I would to to, to Joel. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know what? We're not here to talk about you know our dads versus each other and which one's the least toxic. We're going to talk about these fictional people um and to see what's like up, barack but... like barack obama <laughs> no barack from the game you just played oh 
I thought you said ro- the rock. I heard the rock. I thought of Pokemon immediately, which is not his a favorite good, character good from Pokemon. Show. Yeah, but bless sense. you. I'm seem like saying, you really want to fight for Joel. So what do you what do you have to say about this man? I mean, when we're talking about the moments between Atreus and Kratos versus the moments between Ellie and Joel, for me, I think the moments between Ellie and Joel ring more um, like. Just, just ring better in terms of what that father-child relationship should be. Like when you're when you're in the winter chapter, right? And you, uh, as Joel, when you find Ellie after she's gone to, to to the fight with Sam, and it is him like going to hug her, being like, "I got you, baby girl. I got you, baby girl." Like Kratos would never have that moment with 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 Atreus. That is true. You know, like uh, go for it. But I think when like push came to shove, like Kratos looked at who he was and how he was behaving and realized that I have to. I can't be like this and made a pivot and Joel never really had like, that moment so for Kratos until he got that... like so called out that he had to like, well, I guess they both kind of called, it's funny because for... they're both similarly toxic. But... For Kratos to make that pivot, like Atreus had to be, had to almost die. Like Atreus had to be sick as and hell. And when Ellie before... almost died, what did Joel do? He just got toxic say, and then he doubled down. That's the... kind of the same thing. You said he wouldn't have the baby girl moment. Like Atre- he does scoop up Atreus and run back to uh, uh, Freya, right? And like pound on her door. I... Like there's a yeah, panic in his voice. Yeah, then when you said I got you, baby boy, stuff. I mean, who could forget? Yeah, but like, <laughs> don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. Boy, I got you, I got boy. You, boy. I got you, baby boy. boy. <laughs> but like, I get, but like, I think for me, it's the fact that Atreus, every single bad thing that Atreus goes through in that game is because Kratos is a bad father. Whereas, like, in now here, in if I can stop if, oh, again, this it. is all I love. This this is great, and it's you know all part of the conversation. Kratos, I after, especially after this replay, and stick with me because it's going to sound preposterous, but stick with me, please. I don't think was a bad father. I think he was bad at parenting because I do th- the whole th- the problem here, right, and why Atreus gets sick is that he doesn't know his true nature because Kratos isn't telling him, and Kratos is still carrying the sins of his past here and he doesn't want to put that on him and he does it in a totally wrong fucked up why would you do it this way why would you make these decisions but i do think his motives are good i think he's keeping withholding information from create uh, from a trace for what he feels are good reasons and then once it's all out there like i really like I want to talk about pacing with this game and where it goes. But once it's all out there, like pretty much from when Trace gets sick, right? That game, like, just I, I feel it just takes off in terms of like, ha- you know, cra- of course, Trace becoming a little brat, him trying to teach him what it's like to be a god. But it is this moment of like Kratos finally being able to be open with him and talk through it. And then, of course, there is still the, you know, lie about his, you know, I've only killed good people. And then he gets to see uh, Zeus first Kratos, right? And then he gets to know what that is. And then there's just. I guess that's the thing, and this is so eye of the beholder, but for me, God of War builds from such a, oh man, he's a bad dad or whatever place, to that just fucking gorgeous moment at the top of the mountain, right, where he takes the wraps off, and he's like, I have nothing left to hide, and he sits there in the sun for one second before Atreus interrupts, like, can we go? We're so close, and he doesn't get mad. He's like, yeah, and they go, and it's like, it ends so perfectly in terms of them being on, like, man, they're a great unit, and they know what they're doing, where Last of Us Part 1 uh, you know, ends with obviously this big fucking lie. A great B-roll yeah. here, Bear. Great B-roll, Bear. But a, a you know the lie from Joel, the sigh from Ellie, and then of course we pick up when Last of Us Part Two, and everything's fractured because of that decision. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like God of War builds to a great place and ends, whereas Last of Us starts in a great place and descends, and then we have to yeah. deal with all that stuff. 
But I and I don't, I don't want to draw this out too long. But I do think that the, this is the entire show. Don't worry about it. We can just talk about we're just talking about God of War. Then if we didn't have the re review, like because you could you know bring up all these different. There's so many angles to look at it. But yeah, but like you know, starting from that place of Joel and Sarah, right, and, and that happening with Sarah, and then us kind of descending from there and working our way back up. I think is what makes uh, the Last of Us is is what makes makes that game work from the story and the connection perspective of who Joel is as, as a father because like. A lot of that relationship is, uh, between Joel and Ellie is Joel regaining his humanity, right? And being in this place of, you know, I've been screwed by the world. My daughter's gone. I cared about her. And now, like, you know, she was taken away from me. And now I can't <clears throat> I can't care, care about any, any, anyone else, right? Like, I've lost my humanity in that way. Uh, through this journey of having to take Ellie across the, uh, I was going to say across the world, across the country, right? To, like, uh, to, to the Fireflies uh, and have all these different things happen to them, which, like, reinstates Joel's humanity, right, and reinstates this like connection that he once had with Sarah that now now he has with Ellie. Mm -hmm. I do think those are the things that makes us appreciate who Joel is as a father, right? He has a reason to be that way. Like he has a reason to be hurt. He has a reason to to be disconnected. But in in finding those reconnective moments, like that is what reminds us. Oh shit! Originally he was a fantastic father, and now like he's growing into being that again, right? Like was I look he at the scene. A fantastic father, because I remember Bear bringing up those birthday cards, being like, "Love you, Dad," even though you're kind of not that great and don't really show up a lot or whatever. Damn, Janet with Wait, the checkmate. That... I don't yeah. recall yeah. that. Yeah, is she is she specifically calls him out of like. Even though, even though you don't like the the music that I, I like, you work a lot and stuff like that. Like I still love you. So I, I think I, the parent I think, he's trying I, to pull it off. Though. Yeah, I, 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 I think yeah. it's com it's more complicated than just you know. That. I feel like in that situation, Kratos would be much worse. But you know, going back to it, right? Like the moments of uh, I love taking you, Dad. Trace you know, is like you don't like you don't like my folk music, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> taking Ellie, taking Ellie to the uh, to the museum, right? Like the moment where uh, in Last of Us Part Two, Joel attacks the guy that's like going after Ellie, right? Like there are so many moments like that of Joel actually showing that love that he that he has for Ellie that like. I just can't see Kratos showing up in the same way. Like he has those moments of growth in God of War, but I think just because you start at such a distant and bad place and then you get better from there doesn't overall make up for like, no, you were not, you were not great through for most of the time. Like you're just, be you got better because you know, it was happenstance and like, you know, shit happened and you needed to protect your son and also get to the, uh, to the, the top of the mountain. But I don't know. I think just because he grew doesn't necessarily um, uh, negate, Joel's like growth throughout all as well, if that makes sense. Like, and I think Joel started hard, reopening his heart, you know, being able to love again, just projecting all of the emotions he had on from Sarah onto Ellie, ignoring her wishes, kind of steamrolling and then lying to her and then kind of keeping her in this gilded cage. Ellie would yeah. be dead. That's how yeah. Hey, I'm with Joel here. I would do it again too. Well, I think they both both stories play into the idea of doing anything for your child to survive because they both touch for on sure. that of like Joel being like, I don't care if you hate me, like I, you know, will do anything to keep you alive. And Kratos said that same thing where like <laughs> his right kid there. was like, Kratos hey, would let you, Kratos die. Would you let? Would you kill me? Uh, would you let me kill you? And he's like, if it meant you would live, yes, yeah, I would definitely. He's like, oh, that is a good totally line. Normal. <laughs> Get ready for that Ragnarok. That's got to be coming. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we're doing all this. Let's move on to topic of the show. God of War Ragnarok is nearly 
two months away or almost two months away. It's coming November. Uh, and so we thought it was time to go back and replay God of War 2018. And we invited you all along for the ride. Of course, God of War came out in 2018. Uh, it has a Metacritic right now of 94. It won Game of the Year awards at IGN, DICE, the Game Awards, South by Southwest, and oh, so many other ones uh, at review. I went back and watched our review. Man, I'll tell you. Different day and age, even for a kind of funny, different day and age for reviews. It took, it, I, t- I texted Tim, hold on, I want to look at it because I think it's something like me, it, me, Jared, yeah, and Tim rant and rave and bullshit around for 23 minutes before we ever start reviewing God of War. And I mean, this is like, it wasn't ad embargo. We had a video like on Twitter and embargo, but still, it was the games cast about it. Doesn't matter. Uh, back then, you know, I said it's one of my favorite games of all time. And then, uh, you know, time passed and I said it was my favorite game of all time, dethroning the one and only Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. And this playthrough only cemented that for me. What a goddamn fucking good game this is. Janet, am I wrong? Well, are you wrong about it being your favorite game? I hope no, that's a goddamn good game. You. Goddamn, yeah, game. it's a great game. Um, you know, playing it, it was it was interesting because for y- for y'all, it was a replay, and for me, it was my first time finishing it because I had never finished it before. I had gotten um, to a little bit before like Atreus gets sick. Like I got like right before that because I had a little thing where you can open the doors, um, sure. which I had to keep re remembering what I saw. It was like it was. I don't know if you've ever like gone back to finish a game that you started and then put down for like many years, but mm-hmm. I would like every few hours. I'm like, actually guys, I have been here before as well. I'm sorry. We're not yep. in new territory yet. And then finally it was new and that was very exciting. Um, but yeah, I loved it all the way through. I think I, I feel like it's a bit of a cliche to always describe masterpiece games like this, but I think it's just such a good marriage of gameplay and storytelling. And it just really yep. feels like inexperienced. Like I think overall that is why I think it's such a standout game, um, even from, you know, people in my chat immediately were like, oh, do you like this more than Horizon? And I'm like, well, I really love Horizon, so I might still like that more in a way, but this is a better game. Like, it's not it's not, it's not complicated to see that because I think it just, it hits on so many levels. And I think, too, the, I mean, the gameplay just feels so damn good throughout. It took me a good amount of hours to even start to see any complaints, which was definitely a challenge when I first started playing, where I'm like, what am I going to like want differently or want to change or, or what, what bothers me about this? Because everything was just felt so perfect for so long. And then eventually I found some stuff after, you know, the 80th troll and going into the dark every two seconds. We'll talk about that later. God. But I loved it. Sequence? And it was, yes. Uh, the ele- we, I got, we have things to talk about. We have the, but overall I loved it. I thought it was amazing. And obviously as a long time, God of War fan too. Um, it was super cool to get the blades. I already knew about the blades. That was the one spoiler, sure, spoiler I sure. did have going in. But, oh, my God, like, someone in my chat pointed this out. But literally, when you get them, and if you've played before, like, it feels just like old times. I feel like a kid again, mm-hmm. just murdering the shit out of people, fucking whipping it. I, I love to whip that shit. That, that, it was, it was great. It was, it was a really fun time. Yeah, watching the review last night, you know, the review had uh, very specific spoiler instructions, and both uh, Tim and Jared hadn't beaten it because they didn't get copies early. And so I keep hinting around the one moment that my jaw was on the floor and I didn't see coming, and I, I say, like, it won't be this way for everybody from here on out. Like once it's out in the wild, it'll be out there. There'll be spoilers. You'll see trophies. You'll understand more than I ever did. But like that is still such, I thought such a master stroke of for playing in the dark and not knowing where it never even occurred to me that those were going to pop back up. And maybe that was a stupid thing to think about, but 
having been like the oh, whatever God of War's God of War guy, and then being lost in the story, and being, I thought being told so well, and falling in love with what they were doing, and how much I love Leviathan Axe. When there is that moment, right, where she's like, "You got to go to hell," <laughs> and he's like, "I've been to a hell, not this hell," and then gets on the boat and fucking the red storm. And I mean, every I tweeted about it yesterday, right? Like, I went back and rewatched it, right, of him and Athena and coming up on it. It's just like chills every time. Like, just such a fucking incredible thing. And then, yeah, I, I, I'll never forget that, Janet, walking out with him and just starting. It felt so different than Leviathan Axe. And it was just so... Oh, the fact God. that it feels like you're playing PS2 again. Like, that yeah. was the thing yeah. that really hit for me in that moment But when I played it the first time, uh, walking out and then using it and then doing the exact same combos that you were doing on the PS2. I think part of the reason why you wouldn't expect the Blaze to be there is because it feels like a different God of War game. You know, the perspective sure. is more uh, over the shoulder, right? It's more close up as opposed to the, you know, top down crazy character action style of old God of War. And so I, I think part of us would ask like, oh, how would this work? Even if, if even if the blades were in here, like, does that work for the kind of game this is? And then once you get your hands on it, it's like, oh shit, it does. Like this is, the, like they somehow made it work, right? This feels exactly how it should feel for this kind of game so blessed what about you you know i talked to you early on in your playthrough and we were talking about what you thought of it where did you end up do you think does god of war in 2022 live up to what it was in 2018 for me it's a few things right like my story with god of war has always been wanting to go back go back to replay it because i played it the week it came out and then uh beat it and then didn't touch it since and so like when i think back to god of war i've always thought back to it as like a Oh, this all molds together. Like, I remember key moments. I remember getting the blades. I remember, uh, like, you know, uh, seeing the big turtle for the first time and, like, you know, fighting <laughs> oh, man, Baldur. never get the big turtle. The big turtle was the thing that blew me away the most. Uh, fighting Baldur. All, all those moments I, I remembered, but, like, moment to moment, actually living with the game is a thing that has become more and more of a blur as I've gotten further away from it. And so going back to it, I've been curious about how, how I'd receive it a second time. And overall, like the game is still amazing. Like I still hold the game up there as like, oh, this is this is GOAT status. Uh Masterpiece is like I it I, I once we get into the masterpiece conversation, I think it starts to become a all right, how do you view a masterpiece? Like this is a game that's a five out of five for me, right? If I was to review it on the kind of funny scale. Sure. Is it and a you 10 out, the greatest of all time? The and I get greatest of all time in terms of like in my top 100 well, like, games I've ever played, goated, it's in but there. Yeah, oh man. I, I'm so excited, because I honestly had a little bit of doubt myself, too. I still land on it being a masterpiece, because I just struggle to imagine many other games that I'd put above it, and I think that's one of the many hallmarks of what a masterpiece game is. But I will say it was more flawed than I expected it to be, and I sure. now feel more confident that the next one will be even better. The only thing I'm hesitant on is how they're going to create some of those bigger set piece moments because moving through the game i'm like okay cool some dope set pieces of course again this is iconic to the franchise and it's only better here but when they got to the end and they kind of had the big like how they do that final boss battle and the way they kind of queue it up i'm like that that part to me is so well done like that last i guess like one fifth of the game that i'm like i don't know if they're gonna be able to hit a high like that um i feel if i had to bet i would guess they would just because i think the studio is great at producing but i'm like what are they gonna do that's gonna be on par with that um Mm. i don't know but i'm excited to see that's one yeah. of the things that, you know, obviously we asked you to write in at patreon.com slash kind of funny games with your thoughts on your write-in. Kebab's write-in and said, I, I, of course, the, one of the questions I proposed is, is this still a masterpiece or was it ever? Uh, Kebab's wrote in and said, I didn't think that was the case originally that it was a masterpiece. While the story is, of course, deeply personal and emotional, it lacked the huge scene, this huge scale battles I'd heard so much about in the Greek saga. It only had the lightning dragon fight and Freya resurrecting Thamur at the end. 
That said, it's not like the game has aged at all. It's still an incredible gameplay experience. And I understand that. Again, you know, my history, if you're new around here, was that I've played the other God of Wars. I, I, I played God of War 1, 2, and 3. I played the PSP versions. And yes, obviously, especially God of War 3, right, is so huge. Is such a thing, you know, as you're fighting up guys back, right? And we didn't know that. And it's the pan out as we climb up and then all this is just happening. I still thought for what 2018 was going for with the one camera always on Kratos. I still felt that scale, but I understand that it wasn't the scale that you had seen in previous games, but like, you know, fighting Balder while on the fucking dragon, uh, the end fights, even just the way you fight Balder, right? Where, you know, I infamously said when I came out of the first preview that it was the best superhero fight of all time, the first one, to get to the end in the way you're just smashing through shit, falling through the air, slamming into the ground, like when they are, at, you know, at the end, the end there, right? Where at one point Kratos tumbles out of the air, I think it's with the world serpent, right? And he uses the shield like Captain America and lands and just, along like the bridge out in the middle of the lake of the nines it's like i didn't feel like the game was hurting for scale i thought there were these big moments but i do get that there weren't huge enemies in that i i'm fine without that uh like and i and i i'm with you that i don't think the game is hurting for scale like for me i come back to climbing the the big giant uh in that one area and how that felt big right like all all the encounters with the other gods for me felt big right fighting balder felt big uh even fighting uh was it modi and magni like that didn't necessarily feel on the scale of balder but like that was still such a cool encounter right and i think in those moments it still holds that uh god of war energy to it janet yeah i mean for me i feel like a lot of the scale in the older god of war games was a bit of artifice um and i love those games at the time. I don't know how much I'd like them replaying them, but it was a lot of Sizzle <laughs> um, Yeah, like it, this, the, the master himself um, could tell us all about it. But yeah, like for me, it was a lot of, I mean, it's big and it looks cool and it's very gory, like the old God of War games, but it's still the end of the day. You press circle, then you press X, then you hit square, then you tap square and someone's eyes coming out. And that's cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I did enjoy that. But I feel like they have those moments here while also like making it something that's enjoyable and engaging to play on a deeper level, um, in my opinion, to the previous ones. Sure, they don't have as many of like climbing things or whatever, but like I think there was like plenty of scale to be had. Like it felt very akin to the older ones in that sense. And to Kebab's uh, write-in, right, where he starts off, I didn't think that was the case originally. Like, I think that's a, a, a tiny bit of where I come from as well, where, like, at the time, if you told me to give it a score or whatever, I'd give it, like, a 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. But in terms of, like, my Game of the Year conversation that year, I think I still probably put Spider-Man 2018 above it. And also Super Smash Brothers, different genre, different conversation, all that stuff. But, like, it was top three, but it wasn't... I didn't play it and go, this is the greatest thing uh, ever. And coming back to it, I think... I've been reminded of a few of the reasons why. And then also I've been like, I think playing this game in 2022 with the contextualization of me and where I've gone on my gaming journey in terms of like playing way more action games and playing from software stuff and playing Elden Ring and Bloodborne and Sekiro and really, really understanding what I like out of combat systems and games that go for like a grounded realistic setting that combined with also playing last is part one right before this game, I think has put it in interesting context for me, uh, right? Where God of, playing God of War 2018 this time, this game feels like such a PlayStation first party game to like the greatest degree. And I think that is to its utmost benefit. And then also to a few of its deficits where like, 
playing as Kratos in this grounded, like one shot, it's you and Atreus, you guys, you're having this personal journey and then getting into combat. And it's literally me juggling characters like uh, in the air. It's me hopping on top of a troll, like pressing R1 to make it slam on the ground. Like there's certain things where I'm like, this feels like it's an Insomniac game. And there's that dissonance between the crazy video game ass shit of it, but then also the grounded, last with style, over the shoulder, personal story of it. That juggling, I can totally let them have, and I enjoy juggling and having yeah. all that. When every time I got on a troll's back and would run it into people, I was like, this is such a video game ass video game oh thing my God, to do. No, like I that. love that. Like, that's what I think is cool about this game, that I, I like that it has that combination. Um, it's very peanut butter and chocolate to me, because it's like, to me, like what I've always loved about the older God of War games, was the combat and and the visuals um i mean the stories were cool too and that like if you like mythology you get a kick out of like killing other gods or like fighting you know all, all those aspects of it are more intriguing than an uh, a mythos that i have no connection to that's just brand new um by the end of the day like i wasn't you know very moved i think by a lot of what happened in the god of war series prior um even when there was like big deal stuff happening but this had like both i'm like okay i have these big combat fights that can be exhausting um sometimes in a good way sometimes in a just there's a lot of enemies type of way and then i also have this story that's meaningful and this world that's interesting and dialogue barks that keep me engaged like i think for me what i'm starting to realize with a game that has heavy dialogue and or a game that wants me to care about story i know it's good if i don't want to put on a podcast or music and i feel like i gotta listen to everything and i want to hear every single thing that's being said at all times and that's how i felt playing this like i was just totally locked in see and that's some of the oh sorry uh, some of the dialogue barks uh disturbed me a little bit Mo mainly in, in like the parts where i'm trying to solve a puzzle and atreus is like oh what's over here look up there and i'm like atreus it's been five seconds of me trying to solve this puzzle let me at least think about it before you start giving me the hints there are so many times where both atreus and the mimir uh did that for me where like I, I put out a tweet of like, man, I'm glad there's not voice acting in Legend of Zelda because for sure, like Z Link would be like, oh man, I wonder if I could push this thing over here. Link, shut up. Well, let me just do the thing my myself. And then I deleted the tweet because it was mean. Uh, but yeah, there are parts where the parts where the were. But then you were. read it here. But then I read it still, here. It's not some valuable points. Hey, it's a, it's a review episode. Uh, but See, yeah, I, I liked didn't always it. I, the I, they can go earlier or whatever, but there was uh, a misplaythrough where I was uh, in Allheim, right? And it was the one where it's like, you know, the sticky stuff and you got to go through and hit him in the right, or not order, but hit, knock all the like glowing parts out at once to open up the door to move the fungus or whatever. And it was one, yeah, where we went in there and there was like a, a whole bunch of them and I couldn't do them in one shot. And so then I was like, wait, am I overthinking this? I'm like, wait, I, did, I was doing New Game Plus. And I, so I had the blades, but I'm like, I didn't have the blades here before. Like, Da, da, da. And like as I'm running through different scenarios and like look thinking about moves to do, Atreus walked over and he's like, "Oh, father, look at this or whatever." And like he walked over from his perspective, and I was like, "Right, that's all one color line. That's all one color line. Hit him that way." And it like retaught me exactly right here, Barrett. It retaught me this thing that I had forgotten about of whatever about it. it uh, took me a second too. You guys keep dancing around more of the complaints. I think we're gonna sit here and you know blow smoke forever on god of war 2018 i'm gonna continue to talk about how much i love it uh but tori wrote in and i want to get there and then use this as a jumping off point for you guys in your airing of grievances oh, <laughs> tori wrote yes. into patreon.com slash kind of funny game and said while god of war 2018 felt like a masterpiece at the time i think there are some things that stick out now on replay while i love the game for its addicting leviathan axe combat and riveting story i think there are two things i have problems with the biggest one is enemy variety how many times are we going to slam the same pillar into a giant mo monster's head? The other one is uh, the amount of backtracking. 
While it is changed up a bit, it still feels tedious to retrace our steps multiple times. I love this game, and from the looks of it, Ragnarok seems to offer a solution to these problems. Janet, let's go to you. You said you had some stuff that has stood out to you here on a 2022 playthrough, and after years of hearing about how great this game was, was it en or enemy variety and backtracking on your list? Um, enemy variety definitely was. The backtracking, I didn't mind. It definitely is very gamey. It's like, oh, this is a Metroidvania. Not literally, but kind of, you know, it, it yeah. has, that, if it I has can, that energy to it a little bit. To jump in there, one of the things I was surprised about, right, is that I remember the backtracking, and I remember not, I remember being fine with the backtracking when I reviewed it. It never got there, but like, when you're we're playing this and I'm thinking about what's going on. And again, you know how much I hate replaying games. I wasn't looking forward to it. But one of the questions uh, that came up that I want to jump in here is Barista Brand, who said, what is an aspect of the game that you took for granted in 2018, but appreciated more this time around? I have a list of them from the score to collectibles, to the chest, to the armor, to everything else. But the big one for me was, again, how great the dialogue is and how great the storytelling is, because in the in that second half of the game when you are backtracking more than ever i felt like and it's something i heard myself say in the review yet from 2018 it's the fact that the questions i have were being answered during it i wasn't mm -hmm. running in silence i wasn't getting a bunch of bullshit i was getting explanation of like mamir clicking in and like saying or them figuring out that he had a hex on him right and that's why he couldn't talk about how to uh, beat boulder i was like all oh, right like, like i'm so into that almost living cutscene that i didn't care that i was backtracking through something let alone the fact that when you get to the lake of the nines the first time it was so huge and overwhelming i enjoyed being back there and kind of feeling like oh i know this place i know what i do i know where i'm going now I can so open anyway, that's how i felt about backtracking get killed immediately also and i I, yeah. I think there is you know for backtracking there is still a little bit of that excitement of there's a reason that the metroidvania craft exists like there is an appeal to that now i can do this thing that i couldn't do before obviously there's ways that can be done well and ways that can be done poorly i think god of war was totally fine with the backtracking specifically because of the ease of traversal like through using the fucking you know not marvel avengers table that is in every fucking game but, you table, know like yeah. exactly um just you know you fucking whip that shit and you go to whatever realm or you can like go through the fucking magic door and all that like yeah. all that made it fine and then you have the conversations on the boat so i didn't have a beef with the backtracking and i, I think to to talk about backtracking just a little bit mm -hmm. more like i also think the world is w well designed enough to not make it easy to get lost uh yeah. each realm has it has its own vibes like when you when you're in the lake lake of the nine like you know you like there are enough areas that feel like they stand alone and stick out that it's not like oh where the fuck am i oh man i've been backtracking where am i supposed to go like you know exactly where you're supposed to go uh at all times for the most part and yeah like the the lake and then also um uh, uh freya's house like there are mo there are there are areas that feel like home base and i think that's good for this kind of game right like every mm -hmm. single time i went back to lake of the nines like when you're toward the end when you fall off the dragon during that fight with balder and you land on that platform on the lake and it's like oh we're back here like it it feels all interconnected in a really good way. And I think the the way the world is designed and the level the levels are designed, I think really works for the backtracking unit. Yeah, two, I guess one last thing on the, the kind of traversal of the area. Um, yeah, it is really well designed where you can kind of just figure it out and you have your little compass at the top oh, guiding you. But I think the map itself, I don't like the map. It's, it's a child's it's placemat kind of map. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see literally anything better because i feel like i never used it and not only because i didn't need it but also because when i tried to use it i really didn't get much information out of it like you can't zoom in far enough like even just trying to orient like the few times i did get light lost it'd be like oh 
Well, I know it's it's 800 feet away or it's 500 feet away, but is it inside or outside and which side, you know, and then trying to orient my, like, I felt like I could not use that map at all. For so hunting that's... the platinum, I remember that being the same thing where it was like, it was just like a general area. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, it's like, uh, okay. Like, so that's definitely one of um, the gripes I have about the game. I think my number ones are um, the repetition of like, set piece ideas and big moments um i grew tired of it after a while again still love the game and i think it, it kicked up because of what they did with story and other stuff in that last third or last fourth but there was a point where i'm like if i have to do one more elevator battle i'm out also i got so tired which i now realize it's like an ability that enemies have of the like blindedness where you're in the dark the first time it happens i'm like this is so fucking cool like we don't know what's going on like it's stressful it's like one of the first hard battles you have um in um was it all fine yeah. yeah so it's like that's that is a thrilling moment where you're like wow there's this game's gonna give you a little bit of pushback that was cool second time it happens with um the two brothers like it's like, okay, this is kind of the same, but it's, a, you know, you got to put the shield up. It's a little different. And then the third, fourth, fifth time, and that, you know, the fact that it can happen in scripted and in unscripted moments, I'm like, this is so boring and repetitive to me. It, it was cool when you first did it, but now it's worn thin. And I think that to me is God of War 2018's biggest weaknesses. Like, again, same thing with the elevator. The first time we hit an elevator, I'm like, well, I know we're going to have an arena because it's an elevator. <laughs> Second elevator, okay. Then there was, like, a third and maybe a fourth elevator. And to be honest, even though I like the boat and keeping the fire on the boat, is the boat not just a different elevator? Is it not just a boat sky elevator that you keep the flames on? It basically is. And the fact that I can see that so clearly was uh, a, a downside to me because I did feel like, okay, let me guess. It's this thing again. And I just felt like to a degree like there were a lot of amazing ideas introduced in this game and enough to keep it fresh that ultimately i think it's still like a fantastic game but there were those moments where i'm like all right i've seen this before and i know what you're gonna do and it's not interesting anymore to me it's understandable plus what about you in terms of uh things that you said you know that you still give it like a nine or a ten but is it a masterpiece uh, I think I, I think there are a few things for me that stuck out this the second playthrough. I think going back to fighting combat, the dragon. The oh, I love fighting the dragon actually. Ooh, I hated it. So well, let me really? know when you get there at all. Yeah, I hated it. Hated okay. it. Uh, no, for me it was. I think with the with the with the combat, the way I would describe the combat system in this game would be like, if you wanted to in, into like, if somebody walking you walked you into a kitchen and they're like, hey, here are all of these tools to like do whatever you want, and there's just so many knives and spatulas and, and all this shit <laughs> as opposed to like i don't know man hooking up with Chef gordon ramsay please like if gordon ramsay like you know dapped you up and was like yo let me walk you walk you into my like you know specifically defined kitchen so you can make the greatest steak possible right sure. like god of war feels like there are so many things in that combat system that it gets lost in itself a little bit where it is sure. here's the leviathan axe right here's the special move with your leviathan axe you can throw this two different ways here's the blades of chaos here's the, here's the r1 move here's the r2 move here's the special r1 move here's the special r2 move here's the shield ability right like here's a you know cradle or atreus can shoot arrows but also if you hold it he can shoot he can, he can summon beasts and like the list goes on and on and on and on and on with like things that they pack into that combat system and it reminds me a bit of what they've talked about leading into ragnarok about the idea of playing with your food uh and i think it's cool i think you know, there's something about that that is appealing, you know, having all these different abilities at your disposal and being able to play around a little bit and always have an option of, all right, if this doesn't work, let me do this. All right, if th this enemy doesn't like my Leviathan Axe, let me throw the Leviathan Axe and just use my fists. Like, 
there's so much stuff you can do with that. But I think with that, I never found myself really thinking too hard about the combat uh, as it was happening in terms of trying to really dissect each enemy. Like, I think they can go, I think there there's way further that they can go with in terms of uh, enemy design and making the combat system feel like specifically designed and specifically like, no, you need to get good at this combat system. Because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a difficult game, but it's not like, I, I, it's difficult in a way that doesn't make you feel like you have to master the combat system. It just makes you feel like you got to get through every every encounter uh, by any means necessary. Whereas I look at games with similar sort of combat systems, um, or not similar sort of combat systems, but like similar flow of combat, right? Like a lot of from software stuff, or like Neo, or like I played Wolong Fallen Dynasty this last weekend, the demo. And for a lot of these styles of uh, of combat, you know, I think they do a lot more with a lot less in terms of mechanics mm. and in terms of like you know, hey, like here's here's a very good parry system, and like you're gonna you're gonna use this parry system, and you're gonna master this parry system, and by the end of it, you're gonna have so much fun with this thing, right? Like I think God of War just does too much with with it sometimes. Do you think though it's just your own to a degree paralysis of choice or way you're viewing it? Because the way I always looked at, it, especially God of War 2018, and again, it was interesting to watch the review and where I mentioned similar things to this, like the game i feel like does give you tons of shit to try to try to digest and figure out what do you want to do but for me it was never oh you're going to use all these it was what are the three or four things you want to do what do you want to build towards right i talk about in the review with jared and tim back in the day of like i i was going for a strength build right that's what i was pouring it into in the armor at the time that i was trying to make stronger because i did just want to be kratos and smash and tear things apart i wasn't i never used the shield to parry unless the you know the actual fight uh, enemy called for it stuff like that so i feel i feel like that might be the creative design decision behind it of let's give you a whole bunch of different things so you can kind of define how your kratos feels mm -hmm. i i feel that but i also think that the enemy design kind of suffers for it where i think there's so much you can do in terms of what we're talking about with enemy enemy variety and enemy design that hey if you nailed it down to these few combat mechanics and made every enemy around that system yeah then you those enemies get to shine way more rather than be uh, like this guy's blue so i can't use the axe on him i have to punch him or later on you know use or the, yeah. like me where i'm like i use the axe for like two minutes and then I'm like, wait, have I done any damage? I'm like, no, I haven't. Let's wait. Because you get so like lost in it. And I think that's it, it's I'm kind of torn on what you have to say, Bless. Like, I actually also had complaints about elements of the combat system, specifically as it relates to leveling and unlocking skills. Um, but to your point, I think the pro of making it a little bit mindless is that that is kind of classic to the franchise of you can just go in and button mash and wail. I do respect that you know, your desire of something that's elevated above that. And I feel like they maybe push you towards that with some of the optional challenges of things Valkyries. like the Valkyries, which I did not kill and I probably See, never will, and stuff like that. Just how the difficulty down, get the trophy. No well, here's the thing. At the same time, like what I'd like to see, Bless, is a kind of like an in-between for me because what I, the one thing I didn't really like about the way the progression worked was one, I had no, personally, I'd never got a sense of, Wait, what causes me to actually like level up? It's like, oh, it's tied to gear, but then how high does my gear go? Well, will I get new gear? I, I'm like, fine, let me level up this gear because Barrett's like, you're too under leveled. I was like, let me level up my gear. And then like two seconds later, there's like, here's better gear you can just get. And I'm like, fuck, why did I level this up? And then with the skills, <laughs> same deal happened at one point where like Barrett came into my stream and was like, oh my God, you have like 10,000 XP. And I'm like, first of all, I didn't realize nah, I got all that. It was so much, it was like almost 20K XP. <laughs> Check the VOD. I think it was 10, 15 max, oh, but right, it was right. a lot. 
But the reason that I ran into that was like, to your point, Bless, like I just got to the point where when that happened, I just unlocked a fuck ton of stuff just to say I unlocked it. But what the drawback for me as a player was I no longer was doing that thing where I'd look at a skill that I just got and be like, okay, cool. L1, okay, with this thing, it's like L1, and then you hold R2, and that's going to do this thing. And there were a few moves that I got to know really well, but towards the middle part of the game, I almost unlocked them like kind of too fast, where I'm like, well, I got like eight new things, and I think I'm just going to keep doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't dislike the combat for that, but I would have liked a progression system that felt more intentional and easy to navigate and pick and choose because it's, at a certain point i felt like i was just buying stuff and that's just the thing, stacking it's, it up it's the too many slices situation because i agree with you there in terms of the <laughs> yes. uh, the venues right where i'm going i'm talking to brock and sindri and every single time i'm so happy they tell you when you can upgrade the talon bow or the Leviathan axe or the, or the blades of chaos because let me tell you there's so, when you talk to them there's so many like oh yeah you can upgrade each of these like your chest plate or this thing or that thing right or like you can buy another or craft another chest plate this thing or that thing right or you can get a rune or you can get that it is it is the paralysis of choice in in, uh, in those situations and yeah like us after i'd upgrade my blades of chaos or whatever right like there are moments where because there's so much i'm like all right well i got all this currency is this even the right time to upgrade these things should i just wait until i see you the next time will i be in the better the better place there i don't think they give you good feedback for no when you yeah, should agree. be at, at the rate at which you should be upgrading all these different elements of uh, your arsenal um i think you can get you can get lost in that stuff quite a bit but even going back to the idea of like the valkyries and, and, the, and the harder bosses in the game and those things ask uh, those moments asking more of you as, uh, as a player i found that I had more frustration dying in this game than games that are way harder than this game, right? Like, I, 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 I don't necessarily love how Kratos moves a lot of the time in the combat. You know, like, they have the quick dash, and they have the roll if you double tap X, right? They have, like, you know, Kratos as a character is, like, bulky, and he's not that he's agile. Boofy. He's, he's a boofy boy. He's a boofy boy, and... A lot of the time, I just didn't love controlling Kratos, and so I would die, and I'm like, oh, really? I gotta fight this guy over again? As opposed to, like, there are plenty of other... I was, over the weekend, when I was playing Wolong Fallen Dynasty, I got to the final boss of the demo, and when I tell you that I lost to that boss for, like, an hour straight, but I had fun each and every time I lost. Like, I kept coming back for more every single time with joy in my face. Uh, whereas, like, in, in God of War, going up that last elevator where you were fighting the two... Um, uh, I forget what they're called, but like the two guys that fly around and then like they activate the darkness so you can't see shit. Finding them, I lost, I died maybe five or six times and I was so done. I was so You gotta be frustrated. a cheaper, you're too, here's the thing, you're too good. You know, that's, that's your problem. This is for basic bitches like me where it's like, do you want to feel like you're doing a lot, but really you don't know what the fuck is going on because you haven't really thought about that much. That was where I lived. I was like, what we're fighting, we're not, I'm not doing melee combat. I'm hitting that ice beam. And I'm fucking one-shotting these trolls and I feel good about it. Like it's cheap wins, but that's what I'm that's kind of what I'm used to in the franchise. It's like I can just whip it and kick ass and I don't have to be that thoughtful. And I like that here though, I get to be a little bit more thoughtful with the kind of movesets I'm pulling. But for me as a player that maybe isn't as well, actually, frankly, like I'm not as good as combat as you are. Like you just have a better skill at like pairing and dodging and thinking about space and all that like i'm not running all those gears at once the gear i'm running is what is the easiest thing easiest way to get out of the situation and for me the fun is the ease and i think there were so many things in this game that gave me that with like you know 
Atreus's fucking wolves that he would bring out and with the rune and with like all these other elements. Um, so at the end of the day, like that's why I, I think for me, this combat really hit because if I was better, I could probably do more, more easily, more fancifully. But also at the end of the day, like I can just fucking hit this rune and then hit my other rune and then switch out. And I liked having that godlike feeling. And that's a feeling that I expect to have when I approach a God of War game. See, that's one of the things I fucked up this time around. Is I should have been like blessing and played it on Steam Deck, or, or I should have uh, just started over because I I jumped in. I was like, I'll do New Game Plus, and it was like literally being. I, I was like, I'll do New Game Plus, and then I'm like, I don't like being frustrated in combat, so I'm just gonna play on normal as usual. And so I was doing it, but I was just fucking destroying everything. And then I had all my gear, so I didn't have to worry about upgrading anything. And I was like, ah, oh, this kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> this isn't mm -hmm. like that's not the combat of God of War sucks. Removing all the breadcrumbs and uh the carrots on, on the stick. stick of what to do was like oh well yeah i'm making great time on crushing the story but like i'm missing out on all the things that were me going oh well this shoulder pad's better than that thing and what do i want to do with the stats over there blah, blah, blah. and back to barista's question right barista brand of like you know aspects you appreciated more 100 percent that 100 percent i missed going through well i missed it because it just felt like an, an empty a more empty game but going through and like well, you know, ha having a reason every time to check in with Brock and Sindri, which I still went over and like would do the talk to them, but I wasn't upgrading everything and moving everything because it was already upgraded and ready to go. I was like, but by the time I realized that I was too damn late, it's like I can't. I'm not restarting the fucking game to do it that way. What else? Anything else stood out for either of you that was like the complaint or the the hold back here? I didn't like that dragon fight, and I will I will admit that it was because I was a little dumb. I'm not gonna lie, because I didn't know what I was doing. But at the same time, I just thought it was such a weird choice that like, and, and sorry, I forget the names of all these items, but you have like that red thing you can throw to get like, to blow it yeah, up with the, the electricity. Grenade. The electricity. Yeah. yeah, that thing. You get that and they like show you like it once, like you do that move once and then they're like, okay, fight this dragon. And I just had no idea what I was supposed to do. And then when I was just like, I was streaming it. So like chat told me like, oh yeah, I think you gotta like do this. And at a certain point when you're like, and this is how I hear some real low moments in this fight, we're like on screen, the text is just like, you gotta throw it in the mouth of the dragon. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. Also, man, I really am looking forward to the accessibility updates that are coming for the next game because the subtitles and the text are so freaking tiny. Even when you max them out, they're still really small. But anyway, um, and then even when I found what to do, I just found the fight to be, so antiquated in its and design. Again, this is another so... one that was like, so this is a video game. This, well, this is a PS2 is like, video game. When I think of, and this is like Kabob's comment about the scale, this feels like something that would happen in the old God of War games, but in a bad way, where it's like, oh, well, he's really big. And that's what's exciting that he's big. Like, that's not interesting to me. It's like, okay, we got these classic, like, freaking waves that just step between. And I'm like, okay, now the electricity is going to hit me. So I got to roll out. I'm like, they dropped me some health, but they dropped it like right next to this guy's fucking feet so every time i go up and i have to hit it i get hit again and then i don't even know if i died in this fight but i just hated it i hate the experience of it it didn't do anything for me like the build-up for it did seem cool like oh we're gonna fight a dragon that's fun you know it was cool when mario did it this is probably gonna be fun too it wasn't it did not hit it was i i did not like anything about it it felt so such a dull design for like a what's visually supposed to be a really interesting moment but yeah i know I did. I was also also bad at it, so I will give you that. But I think even if I was good at it, I'm like, what are we doing here? We're just like wailing on something, and it's just dull to me. Uh, my dragon is named Atreus. I Atreus is annoying for me for most of the game. I can what? stand that kid. I fucking what? hate Atreus. I never understood yeah. this perspective, but I'm willing to hear you out. What do you got here? 
He's just annoying. Like that's pretty much he's it. Like he's a kid. He's a kid. Yeah, but yeah. like kids don't have to be annoying. We've just played Last of Us Part One. Ellie's great. Like Atreus, when he yeah. has the turn, like first of all, for most of the, for the first half of the game before he even has the turn of being an, an, an annoying god mode, mm -hmm. he's just so kitty in a died. way I don't died. like. Oh, you know what? Too bad. Like, <laughs> come on, kid, <laughs> pull it together. Like, we got a serious thing oh, we're doing also, here. Also, quick and you're aside, out here being immature. When, when that one dude was like, he's like, gods can do whatever they want. He's like, that's what I said to your mom before I fucked her. That shit was fucking crazy. I was like, the drama in this wild. game is so rich. I'm just like mouth wide open so watching good. these fucking cutscenes. They're so so well done. Anyway, go on. Yeah, Why do you hate this gets, child whose mom died? He, this orphan when child. He, when he gets into into I'm a god mode and he like. You know, starts disrespecting his mom, starts kicking gods off of cliffs, starts being a piece of shit. I understand what they're doing with the story. I understand that that's necessary to the story and for the growth of both characters. I just found him annoying, and I wasn't help. It wasn't helping with the bark thing as well, where like I'm trying to do, I'm trying to solve a puzzle, and Atreus tells me the solution, and I'm like, boy, <laughs> you're too smart for your own good. Let me solve this by myself, boy. Uh, I, don't know, I just found him annoying. I, or like, I, you have him I, throw I the arrows, him. and he's like, "Whatever." I I love oh, that part. Oh my! He said whatever like nineteen Even times. It was painful, but like you know, it's funny. I felt like this was a bit of, I don't want to say karma because I can kind of handle like whatever's narratively. Like again, I was an English major. I read a bunch of dark shit. Like I live in dark shit or whatever. Um, whatever, Greg. Okay, were well, you and your fucking media degree from Mizzou? Anyway, <laughs> oh, so. God damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? The Mizzou catching this great. I'm sorry, am I wrong? Anyway, but. Audio yeah, listeners, so like, I don't know what I did to offend her. Okay. <laughs> lies. Greg, don't fucking lie. lie. Go to the video version right now. Um, anyway, I. This was like one of my few breaking points in a game um, where normally I don't mind doing stuff like the, okay, they're hamming it up. They want to make him unlikable. They want to make him an ass. You know, they want to really show that he's becoming like this piece of trash. But I'm like, oh man, it hurts so bad to have to like, not just see it happen, I think, for his character and and kind of, I think, get to have a moment where you think, shit, was Kratos right? I'm like, maybe he shouldn't have told this guy about this. He's not, he's right. He wasn't ready. I think they do such a good job of making you feel all of that. And it's not a good feeling to have. And it was a hard feeling for me to like have to work through. And I'm glad that it wasn't that long of a piece of a game. But it reminded me of like the stuff people would say for Last of Us 2 where they're like, I just can't handle it. It's it's so dark. And I'm like, I fucking love it. Like, I love the how it's fucked up dark, it is. Though. It's just annoying. Like, it is annoying. But like, I think, but both I, of those things speak to the idea of creating visceral discomfort within the player for the purposes of storytelling. And I think it, it did a great job at that. It worked for that. And it wasn't that long of a portion of the game too. So I thought it was my, really my, well done. This speaks back to what I was talking about at the top of the show where I was like, oh, you really are playing a myth here, right? Where I think my only, I like Atreus throughout the game. I think he's great. And my only complaint with the turn of I'm a God and now I'm a dick is that it's such a light switch where it is like legitimately just like, oh, nothing matters. Fuck everybody, blah, 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 blah. And I, it was like, playing it i'm like I, again that's where i think i fall back to the well it's it's kind of a myth they're we're getting characters and stereotypes very much on the surface for a lot of it right and so this is one of those things that's going to be a surface bam this is how we're going to deliver this and get you out of it and see yeah what the repercussions of the truth are and how they want to go with it but i can understand where that would set you off and annoy you for a little bit plus but though to throw the baby out with the bathwater, come on a trace is oh, i'm throwing that entire baby out because it, it wasn't even just like the oh my god thing it was just Throughout, like he he 
he strike me as like a kid, like an annoying kid that would exist today. Like not even like a, a mythological. <laughs> an annoying, annoying kid. kid that would exist today. Yeah, I mean, he like is, he's like, like yeah, that's, that's like he's a kid. That's, that's how he real, reminds man. me of that's kids. The performance Sonny brought to this. He reminds me of like a kid I would know from like he who lived in the rich neighborhood in elementary school, and his name was Zach, and like Zach was just the fucking worst because he had it so good. Like that's what Atreus reminds me of. Like he's like an annoying kid in 2022. Um, but yeah, like aside from that, like the the one other thing I'll mention in terms of like feedback before we get into pure praise, because we should talk about more mm -hmm. praise, is like um I feel like the pacing of where the game starts off with in the first hour with that fight with Balder and the superhero moment and all that stuff, th the game starts off at such a high moment, and that is like one of the best moments of the game. And then it like it has like it periodically sprinkles some of those in there, like the uh, Kratos getting the blades, I think is probably one of those, and then the other for me is like the end. Um, but I think for me, the game starting off in such a high place and then not really maintaining that throughout for me, um, was kind of a reminder of like, oh yeah, okay. Like this game punches you up front, but then it just goes into chill mode for a long time before, like, at, uh, before getting to the end where I think they return to some of that, that greatness. I wish that was spread out a, a little bit more. See, I don't think it's like in chill mode to its detriment. Like, I think there are enough peaks in there again, where I think maybe they're, you know, I think every, and I don't want to actually put a minute on it, but I would think every so often you're given enough that is, boom, it is the world serpent popping out for the first time. And like, what the fuck's this thing? And it's huge and it goes away. And then boom, it is like, you know, the black mist on the mountain. And then we're into a new, um, not to mention, uh, you know what I mean? Realm. Uh, realm. Thank you so much. Like, I feel like there's that stuff. And yeah, it might not always be a balder fight, right? But you do get the tool the two nephews that show up that are both knock off thors it's like fuck yeah. give me thor but then we're getting thor fine whatever i, I like, think it's like none of them ever get to that baller moment like they have sure. moments where no, i think are right. core and that, that i agree with you that, that baller moment yeah, might sure. legit be the best moment in the game and they they show their hand on it i think too early i think the ending is better than the ball the first baller moment but i get what you mean it i think it's just totally like knocks you on your ass in a way that like wakes you up to the game at the beginning of the game and i think that is special in that it's one of the first like memories or moments where you're kind of like, oh man, this is a different kind of God of War game that I'm about to play. Um, but yeah, I feel like there were a lot of big moments throughout. There's like the dream thing. There's when they like see the visions in hell. Like I, I felt like there's a lot of like memorable beats throughout the story. So I felt like there was plenty of like things I could mark that felt like they had big scale, but maybe not like in terms of marrying both story and combat in the way that Balder fight did. Yeah. But I think there was other stuff. It was like a quiet, there were quieter highs to it, I think. You wanted to switch to some praise. I got that for you, Blessing. Don't worry about that Hit in spades. Uh, but even beyond also, that, I have one question from the one and only Levy who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games that I would say is the most asked question on Patreon, let alone my Twitter. So when we come back from this ad break, I'm going to let you know all about it because, of course, you should be on patreon.com slash games where you could watch us record the show live just like Keegan Hill is, Piano Fish Tank is, and Anthony Corbett are. Of, Corbett, sorry, sorry, Corbett. Uh, if they're watching right now live, guess what? They can be part of the show by talking there. If you wanted to watch later, but you wanted an ad free and you wanted to be part of the show and you wanted the post show and you wanted to be part of the Xcast and Gamescast and all that jazz, you, of course, can get this show on patreon.com slash games as well. But guess what, Jack? You're not on patreon.com slash games so here's a word from our sponsor this episode is brought to you by me undies we've all heard of gut instinct but have you ever heard of butt instinct it's when your butt tells you it wants new undies listen 
to your butt. Luckily, we work with MeUndies, makers of the most buttery, soft, and sustainable undies, bralettes, and socks that exist. You know that I have lived my life MeUndies head to toe for the majority of the last couple of years. I'm just all in on MeUndies because they are absolutely the most comfortable uh, clothes I've ever put on my body. Available in sizes extra small to 4XL. They have new colors and prints dropping weekly, so there's always something exciting to check out. You can try their free-to-join membership for free shipping on every order and exclusive perks, like an item shipped to your door every month, secret sales, and early access to their newest stuff. MeUndies has a great offer for you guys out there. For any first-time purchasers, you get 20% off plus free shipping and returns. To get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. That's MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. Shout out to Shopify for sponsoring this episode. Shopify powers our very own kindoffunny.com slash store, our merch store. And we love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business, so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Shopify unlocks the opportunity of your business to more people every day, every 28 seconds. An entrepreneur like you makes their first sale on Shopify. Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. You can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. You can go to shopify.com slash kfgames all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames right now. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash kfgames, all lowercase. Levy writes into patreon.com slash games and says, my question is for Greg. Did your experience change at all now that you have Benjamin? I remember Corey Barlog saying in your spoiler cast that he often thought of his son while making the game and how it affected him. Just curious to know if there were any dialogues or messages that resonated with you more. Thanks. You guys are one of my favorite podcasts. Are you going to tell Ben that he's a god or, you know, change his mind on it? It's interesting, right? Because this has been asked so much on Patreon and then on Twitter. And even on Twitter, then people were chiming in of like, oh, man, it totally it changed my perspective having a kid and playing this game. And da, 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 da. For me, not one iota. And I didn't feel one thing. To, and I And I have wrestled with it a bit, right? of is it again i don't like replaying things and also and mainly it's because i play games for stories and then i know what the story is so is is there just no thing to it going back and thinking about it like i remember playing in 2018 and never once did i think atreus was gonna die during that like that was never a fear for me or something to that effect and to take the same context and apply it to last of us part one which we just played that was a moment for me too of turning on part one putting it on the big screen and being like, oh, right. Like, you know, I know how devastating Sarah's death was, uh, period, for anyone. Now that I'm a father and I'm playing this, will I feel that any harder? Will I cry or something like that? No, I didn't. And so it's a bit of a, well, since I know what's behind the curtain, since I know it's around that next turn and that bend, is that why they didn't hit? And would they have been different for me? But I don't even think that would have been it for God of War. And it's this weird one of, this is probably not where you'd expect a spoiler for this movie, but light spoilers for clerks three i mean literally the first <laughs> montage in clerks three there's a death in that and like or somebody is dead in that like right and that hit me harder than either of these video game moments not thinking of ben but thinking of portillo right because i'm still grieving his loss and so there's all this weird 
like I don't know where the, this would go, but for, for God of War in particular and replaying this in particular, I think it's interesting. I guess, and maybe if I Ben was older and I, you know, I I had a he was old enough to where I'm communicating with him and having you know actual conversations and trying to teach him lessons because right now the lessons are you know don't touch the Roomba, <laughs> the room <laughs> don't don't spin the oven knobs like those are that's where we're at right now. We're not talking about morality yet and what it is and like I don't know like. God of War in 2018 and God of War in 2022, the light comparisons and real world examples I saw in it were more my father and me. Because for me in particular, like, you know, every knows number one crane operator, Greg Miller, local 150 back in the suburbs of Chicago, right? But like, I remember never being scared of my father and never, you know, thinking my dad was a, a bad guy or didn't talk to me or anything like that. But my mom was the dated. She was the one who she worked at nights, so she was home during the day while my dad worked. And so when she'd go to work and dad would come home, what like I think I'd already been fed at that point. It might have just been bath time and pretty much bed. So mom was the caretaker, and I see that relationship for me with Atreus. You know, mourning uh, his mom, his dad now stepping in, and my dad not being a stranger, but not being the person I was with for every waking moment during a day, right? Like I knew my mom as that caretaker, as something goes wrong, you run to her. Whereas dad was like, obviously a parent, obviously I loved him. Obviously he was not Kratos, <laughs> but it was more, <laughs> oh, okay, that. So like, Craig's life. even right now where, you know, you know, we're coming up geez, uh, in two weeks on Ben's first birthday, three weeks, uh, Ben's first birthday. It's, I know the date, it's the math I can't get right. Uh, I don't look at that and see us in God of War. I, you know what I mean? I'm never going to be that kind of father to him. I'm going to be the oversharing, shut the fuck up, dad. Not the, I don't tell him anything because I want him to be protected. I will you're, you're gonna make be a this Joel, kid vulnerable. Not a Kratos. I'm not going to be a Joel, all right? I'll tell you right now. Oh, if, ben, if Ben looks me in the eye and he's like, listen, dad, I know I, that I could save humanity, but they got to <laughs> kill me. I'll be like, I don't agree with it, but I, you got to do your thing. I understand. I respect that. But like, what if he didn't know that they had a kid? I'm not gonna. Remember. He did what know. They, what if he did? did Ellie she, know okay, that, here's the she thing. Did not I don't think she, they, she they did not know her. that they had to kill her. But she never. No one ever talked to her about it. That, that's also, we, honestly we, that's like my biggest. Sorry. Yeah, we. And, but we do know though that she would have done it because she talks yeah. about later that like my life could have meant something. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think even rough. It's a, well, no, you just played Last of Us Part One. I could have sworn there was some kind of conversation in the run up to it that wasn't as on the nose of. If they gotta kill me, they gotta kill me. But I remember there being something even then that they was had like a the, conversation when they. I don't know if this is what you're referring to, but they had a conversation because I didn't actually finish playing Last of Us Part One, though I have played Last of Us before. Mm, uh, sure, but the sure. remake, I haven't played through all the way. Um, they had a conversation about like the rations and things, and talking about basically like, oh, and what who would ever like value the life of one for the lives of the many? Basically, it's kind of the conversation they had. Gotcha. Like, yeah, it, it's it's totally. also it's that end scene as well where she kind of points out all of the people that they had lost on that journey, where she alludes to like, please tell me that that wasn't for for nothing, nothing that like and all that stuff. Where she heavily implies like, if they needed to do whatever they needed yeah. to do there. Yeah, but I, we know that after the fact. I was still thinking right. there was something before that, and that's mm-hmm. always been one of the things that like. Last of Us and Masterpiece, and I love it, and yada, 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 but always drives me fucking nuts. Is that they're like, we got her. All right, we knocked that guy out right into the thing. We won't have a conversation with any. Have the conversation at gunpoint if you want, but like lay it all out of the table for both the parties of like, hey, this was happened. But I understand that we wouldn't have had a thing, but I digress. Yeah, for this one in particular, like, no, this did not change anything for me. You know what I mean? And, you know, 
I still, I don't know. I and I, I think that works both. Removing it from it, like I still get as much out of the story as I did the first time. Like again, like I, I was last night, you know, watching the cutscene, just so beautiful of Kratos on that mountain taking it off and then handing the ashes to Atreus finally, right? And he didn't even ask for them, and then getting up there, no, you know, no, we do this together, son. It's like. Fuck yeah! You know I what been I mean. So fucking afraid to carry those ashes on that rickety ass oh bridge God, they right? crossed. I was like, Nah, you're. I'm good, Dad. <laughs> I would have fucking passed that shit back. I do not want the pressure. I do not want the pressure at all. Yeah, I cannot be Kratos' son. He would give me anxiety. Like, no, you keep that bag because, like, I'm gonna be <laughs> yeah, shaking, been, holding this thing across the bridge. I, I never would have asked, to be honest. Um, but yeah. Um, oh my God, that bridge is so fucking big too. Think of how big Kratos is, and then how big they've that been has through been. so much at this point. Nothing's He's a goofy boy. Him. He's a boofy yeah, boy. he is a boofy boy. Ta um, talking about uh, things that we love about the game, though, like this game has one some of the best final few hours of a video game yes. ever. Like yes. the way everything ramps up, the way everything, like the way the confrontation between you know Kratos and Boy and Balder and Freya goes, like the moment to moment of that is just so good. The fight against Balder at the end, I think, is so good. Balder is such a great uh, villain, and I wish- Such a great performance. Such a great performance. His character, there was a time uh, playing uh, last week where I was like, is this character model, does this character model look better than all the other character models? Because he looks great in this game. I don't know what they did to him specifically, but his character design is just dope as hell. Um, and in fact, I wish I saw more of him. Like, it's not, not that we didn't see enough of him, but like, this is a character I would have been down to like, you know, invade more moments of the game. He's and so that's fun. one of the things again, where, to talk about how much I love this game and I, you know, those early hours with it, it were, you know, I'm, I'm sitting down playing a game that I, I say is my favorite game of all time. Right. And I'm playing it again. And it was that thing of like, I'm kind of over checking everything. And then it was like, Oh man, they're not talking as much as I remember. And Oh my God. Blah, blah, blah. And then it is the way, like you're talking about it ramping up. And again, what yeah. I had said earlier in the show, right. From when Atreus gets sick to when he's now into God mode and the way they keep presenting and ask the questions like, I love that I wanted more Balder and I wanted more Freya and I wanted more Brock and C I, I wanted more of everybody, which makes it the perfect amount they use. Cause I, you know what I mean? Where it's like, it is a big pop when Balder shows back up and when, especially what we just saw there, like the end of the game, right? When Freya and him are going at it and she's begging Kratos not to kill him or whatever. And like, you know, he's explaining like this whole scene, this whole ending is so well done, but to your point plus, yeah, like the final hours of this, like your entire so again ramp up to this point are just, just so fucking good, and it's the cutscenes, it's the sequence of events because it is you going uh, into the world serpent and that being like, oh shit, all right, I'm just boating around in here, and, and then you're inside, and he's like, out. something's wrong. What's going on? Something's yep. wrong, and then you just get spit out, and you're in the air, free falling. It's like, oh my god, god, it's so good. Balder walking out of the water, like th that man didn't swim. That man was walking at the bottom of the <laughs> of the lake and is fucking walked and him rising from the water, dope as hell. And then yeah, you get into even the moments after the fight where it is like, you know, uh, Janet described uh, described the game talking about the drama and how juicy the drama is, and it's just like you know, juicy story beat after juicy story beat. Oh, where are the giants? Oh, there's this mural on the wall. Oh man, they they were um, predicting everything that was happening, and then Kratos seeing. Uh, like you know, Atreus holding him dead in his hands, and then yeah, going and doing oh right, stuff. That, dude, that part yeah, where he's like yeah, and like Atreus like come on, let's go, and he's like yes, and I forget what he says, but like the thing blows, yeah, and yeah. you see a snake coming out of Atreus's mouth, conveniently blanketed, you know, it's like oh, that's not <laughs> Kratos, part. Atreus conveniently doesn't see that part, yeah, yeah, uh, I mean, that's yeah, how his mom like, saw it. That's why she covered it. I can't wait for more lives in the next game. That's also what that kind of told me too. I'm like, oh my God, like this is awkward. I don't know. 
Yeah. But then, like, you know, uh, the cast of characters, too. Like, big shout out to the cast of characters. I don't think there's a character wasted in the game. Um, and they keep the, the cast intimate, too, uh, which I like. And so whenever you do see Brock and Sindri or you do see Freya or you do see someone else, it's like, oh, shit. All right. They're back. What do they have to say? Like, and it's like that ship so well. At the moment we're talking, or just before, I guess, right? Before they go to spread the ashes, right? Where Mimir's like, you can leave me behind. And Brock and Sindri show up. And they've got, like, the shit-eating grin on there. And it's like, yep. this is, like, so fucking, not goofy, but, like, we've done it. We've, credits are rolling. Yeah, but I loved it because I loved them. And I loved that they were there for uh, Kratos and Atreus. And they were there just to walk in. And, you know, they didn't help them at all through the fucking fight. But they're there at the end of it to be like, hey, what's up? What, we'll hold the head. Let's, let's go. I feel like they, they knew I played this game two days before it was due. Because they were like, every two seconds, they're like, we're almost done. And I was like, yes, we are. But I yeah. think as cheesy as that is and how, like, a no cliche league game like that is, they even have the, um, they don't do the, turn back thing but they basically do that with um one of the brothers saying like this is a good time to upgrade your gear because you might not have another chance i was like okay cool we're hitting that moment um but i think that all worked for like the very classic road trip that was this game like you weren't in a car but this was a road trip video game and i loved every second of that just holistic experience like i said i do have some gripes here and there about you know this that and the other let me swap out my gear with the abilities also like i feel like every game yeah. can have that so that'd be dope um but yeah like it was just such a fun ride uh, for me my favorite thing was the runes honestly and the different abilities you could have there and getting to experiment with, with them and finding new ones um and also like the puzzles again i'm i'm so weird in that even a game like this that's so combat focused and so violent and so like uh, it's got a war game but i'm like you know what i'm into fucking hitting these stones and unlocking this chest for something i don't need like that's that's what <laughs> dude, I, I love that when game. you see one i'm like oh we're close okay yeah, i gotta be looking I'm like, for it now. let's just hang out and do and i i really love that element um someone in my chat who i believe is you know both my community member and a community member here their handles don't bash ash said they wish that you got to do those puzzles that atreus got to do which i kind of do too but at the same time I'm not a puzzle czar either. So I'm like, it sounds like this is shit. I wouldn't have figured it out because I'm as dumb as Kratos. Yeah, he's reading riddles and I'm like, I got no idea. And they're like, water. I was like, oh shit. But that would have been fun. And I'm I'm excited to see what they do with like that puzzle element. Um, Because I think it was very solid. Obviously, it wasn't at the level of like what a puzzle game provides but nor does it need to be it's like a side dish but it's like that really good side dish it's like if you had like really fucking good mac and cheese and you're like secretly i could just eat a bowl of this and just shovel it down like that's how i felt Mm. about the puzzles and that's why like people keep asking me like will i platinum it and i'm like probably because i really like i like just getting shit i don't need any of this but i want to get it i like the process of it i mean if you want it to be like again so this game having so much which can be a, to a blessing saying it's a detriment right but it is like if you want it to be a checklist game every map has the you know how many things you found secret what about this thing there's question marks here like there's you can go through and just get the narrative where you can really get in there yeah and, and wade through all the other stuff to do. yeah and i think the puzzle the puzzles were just tough enough but not too tough where it was for me as somebody who's i'm playing this through uh, through the second time and i was just mainlining just so i can get that core story again i would come across some of the rune puzzles of like yeah hit the three pots and i'm like I'd spend maybe 30 seconds. I'm like, all right, can I find these things? Yes. Okay, do it. Can I not find these things? All right, I'll just keep going. But if I was playing for the first time or at my own pace, right, I know I'll spend the time doing that. And um, I've always appreciated um, the the puzzle design there. Um, 
I asked again, is it a masterpiece? Was it ever a masterpiece? Julian, the gluten-free gamer, says it is on patreon.com slash games and wrote this. Four years later, a game has yet to surpass the weight of the combat the God of War was able to achieve. From the Axe Throw to your specials, a non-shooter has not been able to capture the feeling. Maybe Elden Ring, but not by much. Uh, the team creating the one-shot campaign with seamless transitions hasn't been replicated to my knowledge. A franchise has not reimagined its main character and gameplay the way Corey and team did. They took a faded Sony staple and humanized a god in a simple story about loss and the bond of father and son. And then great trophy list is what they had, Julian added there, <laughs> which of course, what a trophy list. What a fun platinum this was to go. You know, maybe some of the Odin's Ravens, you're like, I don't really feel like fucking with, but you got there. And then the Valkyries, of course, but again, just turn the difficulty down. The Odin's don't Ravens, I got a couple of those and it's like eight of 82. I'm like, this is going to be a problem for later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to worry about this right now. I'm like, oh man, I saw my first one like eight hours in. I'm guessing I missed like 20 of them. <laughs> Thousands of them. Yeah, of course. Yeah. To um, talk about the, the one shot though, real quick. The, yeah, please- the thing I noticed this time around that uh, I don't think I really appreciated as much the first time uh, is the amount of scale this game achieves. And I think that is accompanied by the one shot where it is, you know, you're on the ground with Kratos and Atreus the entire time, right? You're with them. But being with them and then coming across the giant that you have to climb, for example, or the world serpent, or like even riding around inside the world serpent, there are so many moments where everything feels bigger than life. And I think they achieved that so well. Like the one other game that I would think that achieves it on that level would be Shadow Colossus when I played Shadow Colossus on the first time, uh, for the first sure. time on PS2, where I encountered the first Colossus and I'm like, how the fuck is that thing that big, right? Like God of War for me does that so many times where I'm like, I can't believe that like they've created a world that feels this fleshed out and gigantic. And like you see the turtle and the turtle's huge, right? Or like you fall from the dragon and you're on the lake again. Like the way that they interconnect everything, I think really uplifts how big everything really feels in the game. 100%. Um, so it leaves us with our re-review here that we also love God of War, yes? Yes. Yeah, terrible video game. Just kidding. I love it. Shut up. Just don't, don't Miles Morales this. All right, don't let this be your cross to bear the rest of your career around here. Uh, the other question I asked the audience was hopes for Ragnarok. Of course, Ragnarok coming up very fast in November. But I want to get them involved. I want to get you involved. So I want to start with you, Janet. Of course, first time finishing this one. You're ready for Ragnarok now. What are your hopes for Ragnarok? Um, do you want me to list all of them or just one or some? How many or? you got? You got thousands? What do you got? probably like six or seven or something i could listen go for it we can jump off that whatever you want a a lot of them are ones i've already alluded to but i would want transmog where i can swap armor with you know the stats of one armor piece for another um i would like to see a revamp to the um skill slash general leveling system you know both in clarity and just like in how it rolls out and the pacing of that um better map um really specific but I wouldn't say better climbing, but like there were some times where I'm like, which way do I go here? So maybe like slight improvements to climbing. And also I want to fight on the rocks a few times. Like I remember pulling down enemies like an old school God of War. I feel oh, like trust me, Janet, you don't actually want that. I don't want it a lot. I know it wasn't like that way, but I, I would have liked at least that to happen once. Um, I'm like, you know, replace one of the elevator fights with like 10 seconds of that. I don't know. Um, more diversity in the larger deal combat scenarios, aka, you know, the elevators i want less elevators i don't want to be in the fucking dark every two seconds um and i think that might be the bulk of everything that i have but those are probably like my biggest complaints so i think oh and bigger subtitles but i'm sure they've made the size of that much larger than i'm before. sure their accessibility suite will be on yes, bar now i'm guessing like it's gonna be like fire 
But, you know, I'm very much excited. It was funny because I left it on default for a while because even the way they describe the subtitle size is confusing. It lumps it in with text size and describes it as also like UI elements. And I'm like, well, I don't really want gigantic UI elements. I just want really big text. So I like left it at like the base zero for a while. And when I, I tweeted a screenshot with one of the text things and everyone the replies were like, what is this? Like, I can't even read this. And I have like perfect vision. I'm like, yeah, it's like super, super fucking tiny. Um, but yeah, that's my short list of things I want. Plus, when you think about Ragnarok, what are your hopes for? Uh, I'm, I'm hoping for more evolution than uh, iteration. Uh, it, it being four years since uh, God of War 2018, you know, I think the, the the easy thing to do would just be to make more of that. But I would want I, I'd want to see uh, Ragnarok elevate like the combat system. Right. I'd love I'd, I'd want for them to find more ways to make the world feel vibrant in, uh, in, in different ways. Like they mentioned that th this one's going to be. Uh, in this one, you can explore all the realms as opposed to the handful of realms that you could in God of War 2018. And so I think that's going to give them a ch the chance to go pretty crazy with it. And in that last trailer we saw at the State of Play last week, like just from that trailer alone, it seems like there's a lot of different shit that's going on in God of War Ragnarok that we're going to encounter. And so like, I think they're already, already going to do that, but I hope they're able to, to, to stick the landing with it. And then I think my other thing is for this game to feel... Uh, standalone right like obviously it's a mm, sequel mm. obviously speaking up from where god of war 20, 2018 left off but i want i i want to finish ragnarok and appreciate it as its own package as opposed to just looking at it as more god of war 2018 if that makes sense right like the easiest 100%. example i could make would be last is part one to part two where last is part two i think we appreciate in a different way than we appreciate last is part one even though it's doing even though it's living up to the quote-unquote sequelization of it um so i'd want to see ways that ragnarok could feel unique and special uh, on its own right yeah i think i mean for sure my hope for ragnarok is that it does not feel like more of god of war 2018 which obviously i want that to feel like it's more of 20 but you know what i mean where it doesn't just feel like this is 1.5 i want it to feel like you're i'm having these noticeable changes in what they've done and where they've gone from it and back to everything we've said on this one right of like god of war and the re-review like the one thing that we called out or uh, it was uh, julian the gluten-free gamer called out the one shot right and again playing through it it resonated so much with me in a way that it didn't but it did for jared petty where he talked about or no it's him in the original review from 2018 where the one shot means that you're obstructing faces and they're showing us something very specific that they want us to see something very specific and the amount of times on this playthrough you know it would turn while something happened in a revelation and watching kratos's eyes and like him be you know not him be on his heels but trying to act like he wasn't with what uh you know uh, atreus had just put together or what mimir had just introduced to the equation like i loved that and i love the storytelling that happens and i love the big things for me it would be not repetition i don't think is right and i don't think it's backtracking but i do want the moments that are colored by those conversations to feel more okay cool it, it it is more unique it is more at a glance i know what i'm doing and where i am rather than this one where it was what kind what flavor of drogger am i fighting and then it's like okay it's this guy again and i've seen this enemy type before but now he's a fire dude or a nice dude of it like i hope that yeah there's more identity there in terms of what's happening like you're talking about right that does make it feel the way it felt in 2018 and i think now we play it and you're like oh well this i would have changed and i would have done that whereas i think that like yeah what a 2022 two version of this is going to feel like will be hopefully incredibly different and you know you have watched this trailer and it's just outrageous if they can deliver on all this uh the one response i'd like to hear that i want to make sure we got in for hopes and dreams for ragnarok comes from kebabs who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and gave me three that i liked for the mural 
I think Kratos dies in Atreus's arms, but as a form of self-sacrifice. We were talking about this before, right? We're at the top of it of like Kratos saying, I, if it meant you living. Not Atreus murdering him. Uh, this has to happen midway through the game. The death is where Atreus births the world serpent. And we know that he fights Thor so hard that he gets sent back in time, which is during Ragnarok. I also find it curious that Kratos lacks the red tattoos in the mural. Uh, his next part of this is, I don't think Kratos is the world serpent, but Atreus gives him uh, Kratos's visage in his memory. And then the final one here I really like. The fight with Thor is, after some early tutorial gameplay, the opening of the game, similar to Baldur in 2018. After killing him, Kratos takes Thor's hammer, but in exchange, uh, Atreus gets, excuse me, holds Kratos' axe, since it was originally his mother's. All footage of Kratos using his axe after Thor's fight is fake and is using the mechanics from 2018 to trick us. I like I that, that one a lot. Sure. I like that a lot. It's more the thing of like, I don't know how, you know, I, once I get Thor's hammer, I want to be fucking using Thor's hammer. I don't want to then switch places with Atreus and be using the mm. Leviathan that's, again. That's one of the things I've been trying to work out of my brain of like, all right, how do they get us Mjolnir, right? And if it is the switcheroo yeah. of kratos dies and we pick up as atreus is atreus's key uh weapons are, are they going to be mjolnir and his bow and arrow right could that be the way to do it and like is there going to be an older atreus right it was with this like time travel situation is that how they make it work because like looking at little atreus and imagining him with <laughs> mjolnir in his hand for some reason makes me laugh well, remember inside. he's older now he's teen he's a teenager looking at teenage sure, little atreus <laughs> with mjolnir in his hand uh, cracks me up yeah, uh, he's still small though you know greg like yeah he's yeah but he's older, he's older yeah i get it but yeah, I don't know, like, I, I like the idea of it being, like, spoofed uh, trailer footage to kind of get our, get around the fact that, oh, Kratos actually isn't using the Leviathan Axe. But then I go back to the thing that Barry just had of, like, mark like plenty of marketing material that has Kratos holding uh, uh holding the axe. Like, of course, they can do that. Like, that last of us got, got away with, like, you know, switching up so much on us in the, in the final game that I, it wouldn't be crazy if they made it happen. But I would love for us to, like, after the first five minutes, boom, you never use the Leviathan Axis Kratos again. That'd be insane. Yeah, all this awesome. marketing materials out there with Kratos with, with it would be hilarious. I mean, they don't need to worry about it, right? Like, game's going to sell. And I don't think it would sell mm -hmm. more because of Mjolnir. You know, and I think people would be just stoked for more God of War. So we don't have to wait long, ladies and gentlemen. November 9th, 2022 is right around the corner. For now, though. I want to talk about this week in PlayStation. Blessing, what happened this week in PlayStation? Uh, let me tell you, PSVR 2 doesn't have backwards compatibility for PSVR games. This if we were in the studio, I'd do a spit take right there, but I'm not going to do it in my own house. because Who, who would have guessed, guessed this? Uh, this comes from Jenny. Oh, Blessing, Day. I think you said this a few times. I said this quite a few times. This comes from Jenny at GameSpot. PSVR 2 is Sony's upcoming VR headset, and unfortunately, players won't be able to launch original PSVR games using the new product. In an episode of the official PlayStation podcast, first spotted by Nibel, SVP of platform experiences Hideaki Nishino said explicitly that there will be no backwards compatibility for PSVR games on the PSVR 2. Quote, PSVR games are not compatible with PSVR 2 because PSVR 2 is designed to truly deliver a next generation VR experience, said Nishino. Quote, PSVR 2 has much more advanced features like all new controller haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, inside out tracking, eye tracking, and 3D audio. This means that developing games for PSVR 2 requires a whole different appro approach uh, than the original PlayStation VR. End quote. Is this a deal breaker? Huh? Is this a deal breaker for PSVR 2? It no. is not a deal breaker. However, I do think it's going to hamper enthusiasm on it. Yeah. Especially at launch, where if, I know they're all, oh, we have more than 20 launch. All right, we're really going to have 20 more. And what, what are the games really going to be? I think it would have been such a 
not by any stretch of the imagination, no brainer. But what a nice box quote in way to promote it, right? Of like 20 games at launch and all, you know, we've gone through the, the rigmarole. And even if it's, we have 10 games that have been patched that they are now using the inside out tracking, not the PlayStation Eye looking for the move wands, that be it. But really what you're going to get now is a bunch of double dips, right? Where, oh, yeah. oh cool. Beat Saber is going to be one of these. And it's the Beat Saber PS2 VR2 edition, which is just the fact that it'll have better tracking because it's using inside out. And, you know, and I'm sure I, if they're smart, you'll have a Moss, a Moss complete collection bundle for chapters one and two that are set to go in the exact same way. That's the thing that I'm I'm holding out hope for, right? Like I'm not. I, there are so many people um, online that were really upset uh, when they when they announced this, and the thing I'm holding out for is like hearing if or if not they're gonna have a free update situation for when the Beat Saber PSVR two version comes out. I know it's PlayStation, and so it's kind of hard to like really have that hope because PlayStation has proven that they will charge you if they can charge you. Um, but like this my is prediction on it is no, they won't. There will not be anything like that. There won't be the free update uh, paths or any of that because I think VR is already such a small market. Yep. And the audience is already so dedicated. Like we've uh, we've talked about it a million times, right? Of like the attach rate of PlayStation VR, it wasn't ridiculous. So if you bought it, you were the people it seemed to be that are on the subreddit or listening to PS I Love You and buying games for it and being excited for it and wanting to support it. And I think they're going to rely on that of, all right, cool, well, Here's the yeah, Beat Saber. Here's you know, both chapters of The Walking Dead or whatever they're gonna end up doing. Ace, that's a bad example because Walking Dead's already PSVR 2, but you know what I mean. Yeah, that's the that's the bummer of it because like you look at launch, right? And they're gonna talk, they talked about the launch lineup they have, but yeah, if there's 20 la- ga- games for PSVR 2 at launch, guess what? Like they're gonna want to make more money off of that. And if they can charge for ports of Beat Saber and Tetris Effect, and the list goes on of games that have already exist on PlayStation VR. And it's that thing I where they can, and like the people who will be the new adopters who are like, oh man, this looks better, and I was excited about PlayStation VR. I was interested in PlayStation VR. Now I'm ready to pull the trigger and do this thing. It's got a better headset, yada, yada, yada. And I know, yeah, Beat Saber and Tetris Effect and Moss Chapter 1 or, and 2 are so great. Why not do it? Why not grab them? I mean, I imagine we'll see. Well, I hope that we'll see maybe just some of these in PS Plus. Um, but yeah, yeah like nice. where yeah. it's technically not free because you pay for the service but close enough um one the only like positive thing i see from this is not having to have the awkward half in half out of a lot of these sort of trying to like make things easier for the user or cheaper for the user that end up just being annoying like even with psvr one like i had to buy i mean technically you don't have to buy but if you want to be able to play all the games you would need both the controller the standard controller and the wands and i know some people had the wands from when they had them before but i didn't so i had to go out and freaking buy those wands specific like and i i just personally hate having to use old hardware i don't mind getting to use old hardware on new stuff but i don't like having to use old hardware on new stuff and the idea of like psvr2 compatible but you're gonna need a camera and you're gonna need the wand. like you know what i'm I'm okay leaving it in that sense. Obviously, it is a big disappointment in terms and of the library, like, though, and the value. 1,000% the reason why, like, this isn't happening, right? And this, that's why I've been predicting this hasn't, this isn't happening. Because, like, to make PSVR 2 compatible with PSVR 1 games, you would need a PlayStation camera. You would need move controllers. You would need a DualShock 4, not a DualSense, because the DualSense doesn't have the, back, the, the backlight, right? Like, all the PSVR 1 games use that stuff uh and so like for playstation who's trying to push the ps5 trying to push the ps5 hardware do you really want to communicate to people that hey you know th- this game that you want to play that was on psvr1 that like you want to buy the psvr1 version for oh you need all of this hardware like that is i think that would be but you the see more i think you're going the wrong way with it where i think the hope 
as far flung as it was with this mm-hmm. was the idea of being able to patch in okay yeah. cool it's looking for this version it's looking for that not the, the hardware side instead it, you, okay we're gonna go in and tell this all the stuff that you're looking for them the, the inside, inside out tracking, tracking or whatever yeah and especially that's if you already saying. had that for quest yeah. too which you do but that wouldn't be Saber. that wouldn't be true compatibility though that'd still be sure. some version of porting yeah. it over so that, like and that's my thing what? is like I, I don't think they would count that as backwards compatibility and i think you're going to get those versions but like those versions aren't going to be ported from psvr1 they're going to be ported from oculus and other yep. uh vr platforms that have the inside inside out tracking and so for them they're going to be new versions and, I, and that's where i come back to oh man if only you had smart delivery or if only you had a way to give people the who already own these games these versions for free um i think that would be the best case scenario but again we're talking about playstation and we're talking about there's an opportunity to make money here. So if you can sell Beat Saber Director's Cut on PlayStation VR 2 or like Moss, the Definitive Edition and all these Definitive Editions as PSVR 2 versions and promote the fact that they look better, they run better, they control better, all this stuff, I think they're probably going to do it, uh, sure. which is a bummer on the consumer end. Um, but hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> Did you guys see the truck outside my house by chance? No. Okay, no. good. What kind and of ignore me. It? It's, Bruce um, is like have, running great diversion, you know what I mean? Anything yeah, we can happen have, right um, now. We're looking at her. We have like a fruit truck that comes. It's like fruit and like a couple other things like tortillas and stuff that comes by, and it plays La Cucaracha on Beautiful. the horn. Oh yeah, as yeah, it yeah. comes by. <laughs> yeah. So this yeah. isn't a delivery. This is just like they're posting up outside and selling. Yeah, stuff. it's like it's like gotcha. the ice cream truck, but yeah. with produce and other goods. Now the tortillas, you're just buying the package of tortillas, or do they have like tacos or burritos coming out of it? No, it's just like packages. It's like a almost like a on wheels fruit, almost like a like a little market, I guess, kind of vibe, right? It's like that tortillas, limes, stuff like that. And then yeah, here's Bruce, who somehow was in this room the entire time and started lightly yelling (laughs) throughout the recording. Trapped. I don't care about Joel versus Kratos. (laughs) Yeah, she looks really sad here, actually, though. But she's she's fine. She's hanging out. She's having a great time. She's sad about backwards compatibility. I get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of PlayStation hardware, Sony could launch a new PS5 with a detachable disk drive. This comes from Tom Henderson at Insider Gaming. (laughs) The PS5 is set to get a unique overhaul in the middle of FY 2023. FY stands for fiscal year. Uh, With the new console launching around September 2023 says sources uh sources familiar with sony's plans have shared details under the condition of anonymity outlining the next iteration of the ps5 it's been suggested that this new console will completely replace the a b and c chassis uh, that has been in production since the console's launch the console currently named the d chassis uh, playstation 5 will have almost identical hardware to the existing consoles already on the market the most surprising new feature of the ps5 though is that the console will have a detachable disk drive the detachable disk drive will be connected to the ps5 using a, using an extra usb-c port on the back of the console sources have implied that although the new detachable disk drive is portable it will not ruin the aesthetics of the console and will attach to it without looking ex- external presumably meaning the new ps5 will look similar to the existing model uh janet why do you think they're doing this i don't know people that have regrets maybe from not having the <laughs> disc and they're like what do i do with my discs and i don't want to have to buy the ps5 that has the disc so this is kind of an option for those users i guess but yeah it's very odd um i feel like just take your l you know what i mean like i just <laughs> it, yeah and i have no idea like i know you guys you know talked about it briefly on kfgd um which greg i think you led that episode sure um did. but what this is gonna like 
look like. I think too, it's funny because the it's gonna the look PS5's ugly already, as fuck. It's gonna look like this. Barrett's still got the thing okay. ready. It's gonna look like the what Xbox is, 360 at with an this... HD DVD drive stacked on top of it. Can you, Barrett? Can you pull up the GameCube that has that thing stacked underneath oh, it? God, it's like the no. you know the what I'm Game talking Boy about. Right? Oh, I can't look yeah. at that again. Yes. <laughs> can you bring up the SD4 DD? No, that's oh, and then also can you pick up the Sega? Okay, all right. The Sega CD stacks 32x. I think the so, Xbox like 360 HD DVD does a, a good enough job showcasing <laughs> what this will probably look like. Thank you, Mr. Corden. I Gordon. don't know why you feel the need to deny us this request, but yeah, we have a I, lot of you figure the idea here would How have to do be we ask you for things, Barrett? what like you figure the idea here is that if this is true and really happening, it would just be the idea of like, let's get PlayStation 5 down to one skew. Let's get this to where we're making one thing where we're not splitting, trying to decide if you want M&Ms or peanut M&Ms. You just get M&Ms and you can add the peanuts later if you want. Like, I would oh, imagine yeah. that's it in this console uh, shortage world we live in, right? That it's just, yeah, fuck it. Let's get it down to one thing. We sell one PlayStation 5 and then there's an ad on there if people want it. Here, here's something then that begs the question of, do you think PlayStation 6 is going to be digital only and maybe they sell like a box or they send you a box if you feel... Like you want a box for the drive for the discs. They send you a box. The disc. Yeah, drive. I mean the detachable disc drive. Like, do you think gotcha, this okay. is if if what you're saying is true? Which I think is probably I, the most my thought would be this. Trying to move into the digital. Don't don't get don't get don't get don't treat me like you treat Bruce. Don't be yelling at me. All right. <laughs> I would think yeah, it's it's part of that right where it's probably I would never let's get it Bruce. to one skew because that's easier to produce. We're also seeing statistics, and we know that COVID moved everybody to digital faster than we already were. And so, you know, digital is now the majority. And then, yeah, you look down the line of what a PlayStation 6 will be, I think it'll be all digital. I don't even think they'll worry about the box. Because, frankly, I just don't see this being successful. And I imagine PlayStation doesn't either. I imagine you do you push everybody to a digital SKU. It exists. You can buy it. And then if you want to, you can buy the disk drive. And see, people start going, oh... That's ugly, and it's more money, and you know what? I won't do it. Or they get true it, and they never the use it. They had it was ugly, and it was more money. Like I have that skew, and it is uglier, and it was more money. My thing is, I think this is the only way you get around it, because uh, like, I, I don't think you can go. And who knows by the time a PS6 comes out? But as of now, I don't think you can go all the way digital for everybody in the world. There still exist pockets yeah. of people that don't have internet access that way. But as PlayStation, if you want to get it to down to one skew, because maybe the digital skews are selling are way outselling the the uh, disc drive skews. I think the way you do it probably is, yeah, like let's add another USB port and then add the USB, the uh, whatever we call it, the detachable drive uh, for people who really need that physical drive. I think I could see I could see this being the way the, P the PS6 rolls out um, uh, for that reason. But who knows where we'll be in the we'll the, see what success, what the success they find with it. Right. Of what yeah. the detachable drive does for it. Exactly. And maybe it'll be backwards compatible with the PlayStation 6. God. They just add additional drives. Obviously, it's not how technology works. You can get all the drives and stack them and have every PlayStation console available and you just plug it in like every disc. Could That'd work be on hilarious it. if that was the way they got around the PlayStation 3. It's like how 3. they have the, the fat PS3. It's like, what about the fat modded PS5? It's like you just keep piling stuff on. They're like, this. what's the thing that the PS3 has that they say makes the development difficult? And the cell back? engine. The cell, the process cell processor. Cell processor, yeah. Cell they processor. have like a PS3 disk drive and put a cell processor in there. I mean, and at this point, are we just talking it. about PCs now, though, as well? It's just come second. We just start modding and adding shit onto it until it's more powerful than anything you could imagine. And then you still don't even play the game, so it doesn't really matter. But, you know, it's it nice to have. Circle. Can I ask you guys mm -hmm. a question? Sure. Yeah. Has PlayStation State of Play found its groove? 
I asked this because last week the PlayStation State of Play happened. I fell for it. You I fell, fell for, for it. it. Yeah. I fell for it. Uh, we got a recap here for you. Of course, we got Tekken 8 uh, with a stay tuned sign. They didn't tell us the exact date. I want the exact date because I'm really excited for Tekken 8. Uh, they told us about Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge Enhanced Edition for PSVR 2. That's coming 2023. They talked about DeMeo. That's a tabletop RPG PSVR 2 game. We got a trailer for Like a Dragon Ishin. Uh, that's the next game in the Yakuza series. It's a spinoff. It looks pretty cool. It's coming in February 2023. We got a trailer for Hogwarts Legacy. We got a game called Pacific Drive coming from an indie studio called Ironwood. That's coming 2023. And they call it a, a road-like. A road-like. It's a driving game where you do it in runs. Uh, mm-hmm. PlayStation Stars got a whole thing. Uh, it's coming late September in Asia, uh, North America in the weeks to follow. It is free to join. Of course, that's a digital collectible thing, but not um, not the non-fungible <laughs> ones. <laughs> of course, that's a d- digital collectible thing. Yeah, fucking yeah. PlayStation stars. Is the fun? It's the fungible digital collectibles. It's the fungible ones. Uh, Sin Duality got a trailer. That's the PvPVE game coming from Bandai Namco. Uh, we got a trailer for the PlayStation Five console exclusive Stellar Blade, uh, formerly known as Project Eve. Uh, that game still looks cool. We got a PS Five console exclusive trailer for Rise of the Ronin. Uh, that's coming from Team Ninja. Uh, that's a really cool action RPG, and that's coming in 2024. And then we got that dope ass trailer for God of War Ragnarok, along with the announcement of a DualSense controller coming with it. Uh, is State of Play good now? Can I trust these things? Can I get excited for these things now? It's been two in a row. You're going to get burned eventually, period. End of statement. But I feel like they've got a good grasp of what it is. And I think we have a good grasp of what it is, right? Like, last state of play was like the banger, banger one. But this one was like, these games aren't all, you know, I mean, ending on God of War Ragnarok was awesome. It was also terrifying when they were like, God of War Ragnarok, there's a new controller. I was like, do not end the fucking state of play with a controller. Um, But outside of that, like, there's enough announcements in here that are exciting and interesting, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah, like I'm super in for Like a Dragon. Uh, I'm st- stoked for that. And then Rise of Ronin, too, where I was like, oh, that looks awesome, too. Like, those are cool things to have on my radar. And then everybody else can pick and choose what they want from it. But I enjoyed myself and thought the games they showed were interesting. I thought they did a bad job for PlayStation VR 2. I didn't think uh, yeah. Galaxy's Edge and uh, Demio were like the ones that really be like, this thing's coming and it's hot. Especially because the next day then was the hands-on stuff where... They had seen new stuff from Horizon. They had also played this. Uh, whatever else Tam talked about, I forget now because it's been a long show. But I don't know. Yeah, I enjoy the state of play. And I think if you keep your expectations set right around here, you're going to have a good time. Jenny, you agree? Mm, I think it's fine. Like, it found its grooves a little strong. I mean, I think it found its groove in the sense that they're established on what they are. And I think this does have a good blend of, like, bigger titles in terms of like I mean frankly budget and marketing um this is pretty much how we couch big versus like smaller things so it has a good blend of that but honestly this state of play didn't I don't know I wasn't super moved by it it was interesting because it was the same day as Nintendo's Direct which I also found like not that exciting but I found this one less exciting than Nintendo wow, one really? so, yeah and, that, and we can argue that it's because well if you love tech you know not, it's not to put you on blast blast but you know it's like I get wow. that there were things that some people might get really excited Obviously about you didn't or watch I have, tech and bloodline on Netflix I, you know what I didn't that's a gap I have and I'll be honest I have no intention of filling it so it's okay it is what it most is. people don't have any intention of watching tech and bloodline yeah I liked it but the world um didn't. but I will say you know for people like <laughs> I have a lot of, like, Yakuza fans in my, like, stream, and, like, my friend Joe was, like, losing his mind for, like, like a Dragon Nation, which does look awesome and probably is going to be a dope-ass game. But that being said, even with me not being in love with the state of play, I feel like it pretty much feels established to what it is, with the exception of I was surprised that we saw a controller and also the PlayStation Stars thing, because typically you don't see, like, 
that kind of stuff just in the, it's like more of a blog post thing. So I was just a little surprised sure. that they even brought yeah. it out. Like that was the only thing that felt like a bit out of left field. Um, and yeah, I was, I was also disappointed that with the places and stars thing, I, I, ironically, I'm excited about that. I just want stupid shit. I don't need, um, for shit I'm already doing like, sure. Why not? But I felt like we didn't learn any new information at all. So I was like, why'd you even, I mean, maybe you came out just to remind for people that don't read the blog, right? Because you want to market wherever, but I was hoping to see a little bit more of like, what does this actually mean? Or a glimpse at like, here's what you can, like just anything. And I felt like all I got was the same kind of screenshots I got, but now they're in video form and someone like told me it instead of when I read it like weeks ago. But I feel like that's because I think once they get into the details of it, it's going to be so unexciting. I, I don't know yeah, if there's maybe, much more yeah, to maybe. say <laughs> that's going to be hyped about PlayStation stars. That's scary, though, because then it's like, oh, not that it needs to knock out of the park or anything. Cause it's like a little side program to whatever. But yeah, because um, on that same note, I agree with you, Greg, like the PSVR 2 stuff. I was hoping this could be a time for, you know, VR 2 to really shine for a moment. And it felt kind of underwhelming. And from like a lot of people that I was watching it with, they were kind of like, oh, yeah, like or people I talked to after just like, oh, yeah, there's some PSVR 2 stuff like this. Like, who cares? And I'm like, no, now's our time to care. It's like we're yeah, all going to get no. together and we're all going to get the headset and we're going to be like, you know, doing stuff in, in the world. But yeah, it, it wasn't even as someone that's excited, it wasn't that exciting. Uh, that said, also Pacific Drive, though, that that shit looked dope. So I'm excited for that, even mm. though I don't really like roguelikes or roadlikes. But I like the moodiness and the general vibe of what they set up. So I'm willing to follow them into that genre that is admittedly not my favorite of of all the possibilities. But yeah. I had a lot of fun during this state of play. I don't think it's the best state of play ever by any means. I think that was the last one. Uh, but I do think it was a banger state of play compared to where my expectations have been set for it. Because my expectations before June for a state of play have been on the floor. The last two years of state of plays, I feel like have been just all bad. Like have been nothing after nothing after unexciting announcement after thing I don't care about after. Like <laughs> when you look at the... Garbo, like, garbo, garbo. Garbo, garbo. <laughs> when you look at like the the po the play the playstation blog so many posts, devs in uh, tears right now like oh, listen I'm, I'm i'm sorry to the dev of um okay I, i'm trying to think of a, of a state of play game uh um, no legends arena hunters legends i'm sorry even though i, I played I that game like you, like, you want to talk about catching strays minding your own I, business that dev's just working listening to a podcast I feel like you said that that looked dope. i feel like you said you were gonna try that so i don't know hunters arena legends no okay at first i didn't care about it but then i played it and it was fun. I actually enjoyed Hunter's okay, Arena Legends. Okay, see, yeah. secret, you know, secret but banger, like, maybe. I'm not still of, playing not Hunter's really. I played that for the week, and I was like, all right, cool, on to the next one. One more week than some other games, so. I mean, listen, should Great I also point. throw a, a stray at Arcade again? Because <laughs> that was at a state of play. Arcade again, definitely. Well, <laughs> how long did we play Arcade again? Like, I don't know. It was a good... To, you know, we idea. got to catch up, and that was what. Uh, you my, know what? My, for arcade again, and though that's on you, bless. You were the one trying to convince yourself you wanted thing, to play though, that. You were going to do something with that. Beta, I never installed it. The beta was promising. Well, here's the thing. I feel like <laughs> arcade again, and you got to do it for the culture. You know, I play a lot of shit here. That's just so I can come on here and tell you about it. But like, it was part of our process as as Fair as enough. host of the show. And I don't know what, what Greg was up to when we were arcade getting it up, but he wasn't there. He was playing real. He was playing mm -hmm. as this falls or something. Um, Sounds about right. But yeah, like when I look at all, because I was doing this with every state of play, I would look back at the previous one and look at the PlayStation blog post of everything announced as state of play. I'd read through that blog post and go, "Cool, I should not be excited for the next state of play because none of these are <laughs> games." Are I should learn my lesson play. and stay away from me. Yeah. This. So that has been my general attitude of state about state of play. In the previous one for June change that right that was the banger one that was when we, where we yeah. got uh re4 that's where we got street fighter 6 that's where we got a lot of roller drum a lot of cool looking games um and this has been the one of 
All right, let's see if they continue that trend. Let's see if state of plays are back like they never left. Uh, and even though this one isn't like you know the best thing of all time, I do think that there are a, a handful of really cool announcements here. Like I, I do think the PSVR two stuff could be better, but like Tekken eight, that's a banger. Uh, Rise of the Ronin, that's a banger. Stellar Blade, that's a banger. God of War, that trailer, m one of the most banger trailers I've ever seen in my life. Um, and so yeah, like I think the state of play overall was pretty good. Uh, and yeah, like at this point, I'm I'm back to being moderately excited for a state of place watch fair out. enough man. leave it in moderate and you'll probably be you'll okay you'll probably you'll be okay moderately <laughs> Barry, uh, clip this or remind yourself of this next time yeah, yeah oh, whenever God. there's a, a disappointing state of play i need you to tweet out that clip of me saying i'm moderately excited so i can go back to negative excitement uh speaking of state of play though uh one thing I'll, I'll throw in i'll throw in there as far as an update to one of the games rise of the ronin sony x dev is working with team ninja on that game uh this comes from tom ivan at video games chronicle sony interactive entertainment's x dev studio has confirmed it's collaborating with team ninja on rise of the ronin sony x dev works with external studios across the globe providing production management design and publishing support among other services uh yasuda told the playstation blog last week that sony has been supporting team ninja since the start of work on the project seven years ago and senior XF producer Jason Stewart tweeted on Monday, quote, privileged to work on an exciting title as, the, as Rise of the Ronin with Yasuda son of Team Ninja Studio, Team Ninja game producer Masaaki Yamagiwa, uh, and our Sony XDev JP team. Uh, this is one that I found interesting, just from like the, the idea of, oh, wow, Sony's really invested in this game, um, which makes sense because Team Ninja has done exclusive stuff for PlayStation in the past with Neo and Neo 2. But to see them like work so closely, I think, is... Um, Worth taking note of. I don't know. Does it yeah. do anything for you guys? Game looked awesome. So I'm, I'm stoked for, you know, more uh, close collaboration with it to see what it actually is going to be. And the fact that it's, you know, not just a exclusive in name only, right, for a little bit or whatever. Yeah. I'll see you in 2024, maybe, if I have nothing else going on for it. It's, it's one that I'd like to probably check out, but it's not at the top of my list of interest. Um, so I could see it being edged out by something if something else comes up, but yeah. I mean, it would definitely worth at least paying attention to for like the things that you mentioned as part of like PlayStation goes. Hell yeah. Did he freeze right there? He froze. He I was, wow. like, I was like, such a perfect, such a hell yeah. Pause. And then I was like, wait, what? <laughs> did he freeze? I'm like, he's really pulling out all the stops for uh, this uh, this updates section. Now he's back. Oh, now he's oh, back. Now he's in slow motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, do you see me? There you go. Yeah, now we now see, we see you, but you're, yeah. you're like lagged behind, I think. My computer's all, my oh, computer's good. just fucking dying right Not now. Not caught up. Not caught up. Okay. It's caught up? Yeah, you're good now. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I can't move anything. But I was going to say, last thing for PlayStation updates is that Sackboy is, is all but confirmed for PC. There was a Nobody TV. fucking cares. Janet's family cares, because and they won't restart it, so no one cares. Don't worry about it, all right? Listen, yeah, I care. When I read this, play this is such a mean Boy. thought, but I, I read this like another place not to play Sackboy's adventure. It's a good fucking game. It's a great game. Sure. But, so yeah, if you, don't know, if you haven't played it, like go play it. I saw that. What was it? Um, Greg, you should care. They got that Toem costume in there. Now. Yeah, oh, I saw it. I saw it. So, Sackboy yeah. Big Adventure is like haunting us now and taunting us to some degree. We should, but it, you, you know, know Sackboy Sack Big Adventure. Up, you know? Sackboy's Big Adventure is, is a great plans. launch game. It is a great launch game. No. You played it because there was nothing no, else to play. It's a great game. You played it because there was nothing else to play. And now no one thinks about it again. Listen, I put it above Miles Morales. I'll say it. That's right. Now you're just saying things that you don't think you don't It goes Pathless, Sackboy, then Miles Morales in third place as far as launch games go. Pathless is not as good as Sackboy, but it is more interesting in that like it's different. But like Sackboy is like 
such a fantastic platformer, especially a group platformer like that. You don't see those things get pulled off in 3D in that way outside of like Mario 3D. I want to say world. Yeah, because land was the, the 3DS one. So, yeah, it's a, it is a fantastic game. Go play it. I'm still playing it. I don't know when I'll finish it. Worst case scenario, I make everyone play it on my birthday, and that's all I do for my birthday because I just want to be done with it. You're still playing it the way that I'm still playing Persona Five. You know what I mean? No, that's like which is it. not okay. playing it. Don't <laughs> thank you, Bert. I will beat Sackboy before you beat Persona Five. I'm well, guessing. yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? What are we talking about then? <laughs> Why are you coming at me then? Well, what, you know, because what's gonna happen is Persona Five is gonna come to this one. Yep. And then you'll get a wild hair and know you have to beat me, so you'll be out there playing it for no reason. You know what I mean? But you wouldn't have been playing it by choice. It'll be some 3 a.m. stream that Janet's on where she's like, I gotta make sure I do this before Greg does. I mean, no one no one's in this room with me right now, but I'm I'm here with my family in spirit, and we're just here to have a good time together. If you you and your Steam Deck want to Steam Deck it up with Persona 5 in the dead of night, that's your business. I'm gonna be here with my family whenever they have the time to do it and, and we're gonna Janet, hang out you don't have gonna, to worry because when persona 5 royal comes to steam deck greg's gonna play three hours and be like yep still feel the same way and then never touch it again so you don't First have to off, worry about the... you know that I, for the record you know i usually play 20 hours i get to the art part that's where i fall off. Uh, okay twice now Janet, you know, saying, when, when you come here for the studio just let's play Sackboy. let's play Sackboy. let's make I it a so thing. many let's make like, it a already, segment like, a, Again, no. Well, one, I don't even actually know. Shit, you know you, I don't even know shit about like what's what to expect. But let's just do. I have like so many stupid ideas. Let's just do all of them. I think, you know, cancel all your plans. Blessing, did your asshole tighten a little bit when you said when you come to the new studio? <laughs> yeah, no, I did. Because there was a pause there, and I had the pause too. Like, yeah, have we announced like, the studio did I, yet? Did <laughs> Where are we at right now? And off the record, of studio like, information. Of like not want. Well, again, I don't actually know anything, so it's easy not to spoil anything. Yeah, so you don't like, have to worry wait. about it. Yeah, you're fine. I was like, keep me ignorant because I can't ruin anything but even just the fact that like we're i feel like there's no shit we're gonna do content but i'm like do my brain no my we brain went through a whole games? my like, brain yeah. went through a whole loading screen of like we haven't announced the studio right like i did no. this weekend <laughs> well, i feel like we're even if that was true there will be a studio one there will day. be a studio one day you know? so it would have so been, been yeah. okay but no yeah. you did not break the embargoes we made ourselves but Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, the new boy. studio launches Friday, October 14th, and we're falling apart trying to launch it. <laughs> oh, Come watch so, it. If we don't Marathon end up playing stream. it during then, give me whatever I need to play PT so I can play PT. One of you has a console that has you. PT. I got so, like, Because we're, we're, we're driving there. So you can, uh, and also any garbage you want to offload, I can pack it up in the car and then oh, take Nick it with me. Oh, Nick will have plenty of garbage that mm -hmm. he wants to get rid of. Except don't I don't want that, that shit that you have, Barrett. That fucking statue, that's all you. That's all you. Oh, I don't no, want that that's Mike. That's on Mike. He yeah. needs to fucking pick that up, especially now that he lives in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. anyway, but anyway, we got a post show to get boy. to. Real quick, give me the drop from this week. Uh, of course, the drop is the games are coming out this week on PlayStation. This week, you got Hard Space Shipbreaker for PS5. That's coming out Tuesday, September 20th. Uh, Solstice. Grayson sold me on that. I, I downloaded that. I have that oh. ready to go. Let me know what you, you think. You I'll, go I'll keep an eye on it. You go out, you're like a, a, a space construction worker and break down ships and they get tougher. Man, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, we got Solstice for PS5. It's coming on Tuesday, September 20th. Serial Cleaners uh, for PS5, PS4. That's coming Thursday, September 22nd. Um, uh, real quick, I, I played a bit of that at a 505s. They had like a preview slash hands-on event um, and it was cool. So like it's, it's a sequel to the first one, Serial Cleaner. Um, but it's it's nice in that it's you know a, a quick stealth thing. There's decent checkpointing and the different cleaners it's have like their different abilities i guess for lack of a better it's term. kind so. of like hotline miami right where you're like like you're not killing people but you're running in and trying to clean stuff up before the cops see sure, the stuff but it's, right, not, you know? it's not quite as like you know fat like you're not okay, like okay. speed cleaning or whatever but yeah it's uh you're cleaning up 
like a murder scene kind of thing or like a crime and you're grabbing evidence and then sometimes dumping bodies so it's like a it's a cool little like top down ish angle stealth game not completely top down maybe isometric but um yeah i think it's worth checking out Oh, yeah. Uh, we also got Session Skate Sim. That's coming to PS5 and PS4 on Thursday, September 22nd. Uh, Barry, you remember when we played Skater XL? A game sure. that had almost no content, but we couldn't stop no playing that content, game. No content. Really <laughs> solid gameplay. A terrible trophy list. Absolutely you trying to get, awful. You trying to play some Session with me? No. No? All right. We'll no, just wait for I you. Can't, I can't get hurt again, man. I, I, like, I, I really, we put a lot of emotional baggage into Skater XL, and I just can't. Maybe if you try it out and tell me it's it's the the water's fine, maybe I'll dip my toe. Maybe I'll, dip I'll my see what toe. I can do. Okay. Uh, and then we got the Deal Field Chronicle that's coming to PS5 and PS4 on Thursday, Thursday September 22nd. And that's a cool looking square game. Uh, I want to try it out. But that's it for PlayStation Picks. Uh, we've been playing games, and I want to hear all about the. Is it Wolong or Wulong? Wo? Wolong. Wolong. You've mentioned it a few times in the show, but I do not know what it is. And I know that you really enjoyed it, Bless. So I want to hear about that. But I want to save that for our post show. You can get that over on Patreon.com slash games, where you can write in to be part of the show, where you can be watching the show live, where you can get the post show, where you can, of course, support us, the Gamescast, the Xcast, get all these benefits for them and more. Of course, if you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. Remember, this is PSI Love You XOXO. And each and every Friday, you get a brand spanking new episode on YouTube.com slash games, RoosterTeeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every week thank you if you want to go that extra mile support us on patreon support us over there on the epic game store you can use the creator code kind of funny when you're checking out uh when you're buying the v bucks in fortnite when you're doing something over in rumbleverse you use that one it helps us out and costs you nothing extra for now though we have a post show to do and i want to hear all about whoa long fallen dynasty demo but until next time if you're not coming with us it's been our pleasure to serve you <laughs>